You know, you remind me a lot of Andy Barkley. He was a whiny little bitch just like you. Did you kill him too? More or less. I killed his childhood. And the truth is, I killed you 25 years ago, didn't I, Nika? You haven't been living. You can't call this living. You've just been on life support. Time to pull the fucking plug. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 153. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're talking about... Charles in Charge. Child's Play Retrospective, part three. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to do it at first there. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And uh, we're back to being the uh, three amigos here. Well, the four. Oh, oh. We do have a, we do have a special guest here, but I don't think he's going to say too much. No, because people are around. Yeah. And none of us are... Like nine-year-old boys or girls. What? That's sounds creepier. If <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. Why are the we have? Uh, it's it since it's our final uh, portion of the retrospective, which seems like it's taken forever. It has. By the it way. has. We've pushed this back. I think at least three weeks at this point. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we have Chucky in studio here with us. Uh Yep. yep. Uh, our favorite in stitches, Chucky. Mm-hmm. Why are the stitches silver though? That doesn't um, make much sense. You know, this uh, when, I, when I bought this Chucky doll, this is uh, one of the first, in my recollection at least, one of the first ones that you could buy on store shelves. I think I bought this from Hot Topic back in the day. I want to say I paid like seventy five to hundred bucks for it, or something like that. He does have a, re- a reverse like uh, like hairline thing going. I was gonna say he it's has weird. the direct opposite of what the actual Chucky. Yeah, like it, Chucky's got um, sort of the like the tuft of hair in the front with a receding hairline on yeah, the sides. He's got like a he's legit horseshoe. horseshoe here. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me a little bit of like Gallagher. Yeah. They're smashing some watermelons, you know? Except for he's going to smash your head in with a hammer. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up Chucky from the Bride of Chucky right now to see if maybe that's actually how he was. And oh, it turns fall. out that it was, was it? actually how his hair was. So, okay, sort yeah. of. So, his hair was more straight in the movie, but he's supposed to emulate the fact that the hair was like stapled on. Only they just didn't put enough care. I think you should it. you should really straighten his hair. He looks. Yeah, I should. Is, this looks like a. Uh, it's kind of that. Let me speak to your manager, mom haircut that he's got going on. So, Mike, what did you do the other day? Well, I spent about an hour and a half straightening my doll's hair. <laughs> no, I got you. Next, next time, my, my, you, you go in to see my wife to get your hair did. Bring Chucky just with bring you, Chucky man. Chucky with you, yeah, man. Oh, it'd be great. He can be in the chair next to you getting his getting his fancy locks done. Yeah, you're sorted. That wouldn't make me look any better, though. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> it really wouldn't. You see the very, creepy very guy f- that brought the doll in? Yeah, he asked for my number. <laughs> very few things would make you look better at this point, so I don't that's think true. you have much that's, to lose. That's actually very true. I'm a good guy, I swear. <laughs> 
Um, all right. Yeah, so despite the fact that we've pushed our we've pushed this back a few weeks because of all sorts of Many different, different reasons, reasons. Uh, different we're reasons. also recording on Thursday this week because we had some big storms here yesterday. We did knocked the, uh, out the power at old uh, Ocean Recording Studio. The old studio was in the dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were out for over twenty four hours, man. Yeah, we actually didn't even know if we were going to be able to record today because it was it, the, when, what time did the power actually like come back on? After five o'clock in the oh evening or something. God. I gotta cut it close. I gotta be honest though, pushing it back another day and having to record on actual Friday the 13th wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. It yeah. would have been actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but what but, are you going to do? You know, it's, uh, you know it's not a bummer. What? We have exciting news for this week. Oh. Uh, for the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been trying to put this together, and finally everything uh, came together. And uh, we are excited to announce our affiliation with Audible. Uh, if you don't know what Audible is, Audible is the world's largest selection of audiobooks. That's right. So uh, the way it works is you head over to audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Sign up for a completely free 30-day trial, and with that trial, you also receive one free credit, good for any title on Audible. Uh, which is, and, and this is really cool because we actually use Audible. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot. Right. Uh, you especially use it, <laughs> I think, daily. I use it every single day. It's mostly to listen to it over and over again. <laughs> which is which is good because It Chapter 2 just came out, so if you are wanting to read the book before you go see the movie, now is your chance to get a completely free book on Audible. And uh, read the book, yeah. or have the book read to you. Yep. You know, if, if you're more into that kind of thing. Uh, so this is really cool. Once again, uh, audibletrial.com/slash/thebuzzkillpodcast. Sign up for your free 30 days, get a free book. Absolutely. It could not be easier. And, uh, and if yeah. you if if you decide to cancel at any point in time in that 30 days, you still get to keep that book. So it's yours. It's a great deal. It's completely yours. Listen, yep. do it whenever you want. Absolutely. So uh, so that's very very cool. So please take advantage of that. It helps out the show uh, more than you think. Yeah. So uh, please please take advantage of that. Gentlemen, moving on. How's your week been? Excellent. How's your week been? Excellent. How's your week been? <laughs> Excellent. Hey. <laughs> hey. I actually had a really good week. What'd I you do? A really good week. Uh, last weekend I went camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father and my brother and I all went uh, went west of here, about an hour west, not very far. Milford. J- Milford. It's weird. Not I didn't be... know that there was good camping in Milford. My, my, my cousin lives there in a subdivision. <laughs> <laughs> Were you camping in his co- cousin's sub? I was, actually. <laughs> oh, hey, Jake. You know what, though? Milford's... Is his name Jake? <laughs> Brian with a Y. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, the worst of all the Brian's. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Uh, Milford um, is, is a little bit of false advertising. Did not see any MILFs at all. Uh, Do you see Fords? Yeah. Uh, lots of Fords, actually. Yes. Okay, so it's just like <laughs> it's, it's, half, it's half false advertisement. <laughs> um, no, it was very. It was actually really cool. Uh, for only being an hour west of here, it's not really you know up north necessarily. But um, where we were at was a little slice of heaven. We had fucking beautiful weather, nice. and uh, you know what? I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, and then also, uh, I got to say this: congratulations to my pops. My pops, after way too many years of slaving for the man, retired. Yesterday, awesome! Oh, man. He is one hundred percent officially retired. Yesterday was his last day working for the man, and uh, yeah, so just, uh, just get some R and R, Bob. You deserve it, I, man. I, he listen. If there's anyone that deserves it, it's him. That <laughs> that guy works his fucking ass off. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, so uh, so congratulations, Dad. He doesn't listen to this, but you know what? We're putting it out there in the world. Um, if, if he did, you'd be grounded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A 34-year-old man grounded by his father. Um, okay, I do have some sad news. Mm. And the sad news comes with a story. Okay. I'll try to be like semi-quick about it. But okay. uh, 
So my job is very strange. I do sometimes very strange things working for the Lord. Yes. One of the things that I had to do this week was rummage around in an abandoned house in a very bad part of Detroit. Oh my. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had the cops there to in case like uh, somebody was squatting there, which there was. Oh. And um, like long story short, an old parishioner donated the house to the parish. The idea was they hadn't been there in like 25 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. This house had just been sitting vacant for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they donated the house to the parish and finally we had gotten the, the lien removed on it and all that stuff or whatever. Cops came in and basically got the people out or whatever. We boarded up. So now they're, we're there with, with our... Um, uh, uh, insurance company and they're gonna they bring the big dumpster or they're pulling everything out of the house well the thing is is these people left 25 years ago because of a medical reason and they went down south for treatment and they never came back yeah so the entire house is literally a time capsule of how it was 25 years ago oh wow now the dude it's so strange the dude who lived there was equal parts like super religious super obsessed with space like he had NASA documents. He had there was like books that that were um that were like like uh, what do you what do you call it when you um like scrapbook or whatever scrapbook. Sure. Yeah. It was a scrapbook of all of like the the Reagan uh, attempt on Reagan's life, the the Nixon stuff, the uh, Mar- uh, not Mar- uh, but I think there was actually Martin Luther King stuff. There was like all of the like American tragedy, but mostly space travel, hmm. like life on Mars and this and that, all this really weird stuff. The dude was super into like science fiction and space travel and all that. Sort of a really weird weird juxtaposition. juxtaposition, (laughs) Um, So then we go upstairs and lo and behold, I see an entire room of the house that is stacked floor to ceiling with books. Nothing but books. Uh, Sci-fi and horror books. Wow. All of them. Um, and I said 25 years, maybe it wasn't exactly 25 years given, actually, actually it could have been given some of the titles, but, um, I found some really, really, really cool stuff in there. Um, I found the, the first, uh, Clive Barker books, books of blood. Nice. I found another Clive Barker story. I found a bunch of Rod Serling short essays and, uh, stories. Really? I found a bunch of books about the fucking hollow earth. <laughs> 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 and like and, and visitations you, of space you mean, aliens. You mean flat Earth, right? I mean, it's or, right there with it. It's right there with it. It's all about the cube Earth. Hollow, Hollow Earth is my favorite fucking pseudoscience in the world, though, because I, I find it fascinating. It's the a, people that, that actually believe in it, like it's, it's like it's uh, so like civilizations crazy. under the crust of the Earth, right? Basically, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's 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 just gnarly. <laughs> Past the ice wall, and you know. Oh sure, yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, I, I would also find I found uh. A whole bunch of Stephen King, first edition Stephen King, oh. which brings me to my sad part of my story. You're not allowed to keep it. Now, they're all paperback. <laughs> Most of them were all paperback, so they weren't like the, the nice hard hardcover editions. Sure. But like I have the first edition Salem's Lot. They're all in- Oh, that's where that came they're from. They're all in very questionable shape because mm-hmm. they've been sitting there for 25 years and the humidity and all everything else. But they're not really moldy. They're just kind of old bookie. Yeah. But they probably smell awesome, right? They, I'm in the process of cleaning them, yeah. but like I found a first edition Salem's. No, lot. I mean, like they actually smell like old books smell. No, nah, this one smells like an old crappy house. Though. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so I have first edition Salem's lot, first edition, um, uh, not thinner. I did get thinner, but um, fuck, it was one of the other Stephen King books. Now I can't think of what it's called. Damn it, I should have taken a picture of all these. I don't know, Cujo, um, Silver no, Bullet? no, 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 uh, 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 whatever. It was, an, it was another one, it was, it was another one of those. I found oh. a bunch of old HP Lovecraft books, oh, cool. which is really, really cool. Here's the sad part mm-hmm. P. 
people had been squatting in this house for a long time since before we got there. And uh, one of the ways they were keeping warm in the winter oh. is they were burning books in the fireplace. Oh. One of the books that I fished out of the fireplace was a hardcover, first edition of Carrie. Oh my God. Which is worth a lot of money. I looked it up online. It's worth quite a bit of money in really good shape, which hard, all the hardcover books that were in the house were in great shape. Just none of them were horror books. How many how many commas are we talking about? <laughs> um, any commas in there or uh, how I mean, many where zeros? Do you, where, do you, where are you putting the commas? <laughs> after, it's just out, we're, after a one and three zeros? <laughs> that, that is wrong. I need to learn how to math. How, I, mu how I, much was carry? How much was it worth? What are they going I, did, I did see a mint condition first edition carry sell on eBay. Now, granted, it's an eBay price. Sure. Sell on eBay for over a grand. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So, it's like that's what's super crazy bummy if, about it. That's like, what's crazy many, is like the people oh. who were squatting there, if they would have... If they would have known the the treasure yeah. trove that they were sitting yeah. in, they yeah. could have sold some of it. They so. could have bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> Take that hardcover and sell it as Carrie burned the book. <laughs> That's, That's brilliant. That's actually. a super limited edition. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so it's crazy. Though. And what sucks is there was, there was no other hardcover copies of any books, mm. which makes me wonder... What the fuck got burnt in that house? The entire, the entire, like the floor was completely buckled. They probably and, like, the fireplace was so full of ash that they had just been burning books for a long. They time. probably burned all the hardcover stuff first, first too, because those hard covers would burn longer. Yeah. Wow. So I'm super bummed out about Jeez. that. Just like just wondering, and I'm sure I left a ton behind too. Mm -hmm. I only had like a half an hour to go through it all. Yeah. It, so I'm sure I left a ton behind. I, but... I know how much that really hurts you. You should take all those ashes and put them in an urn. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that that would be the way that you would want to honor them. I would. I would. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and, and then, then sell that urn. <laughs> or send it to Stephen King. Yeah. It is his birthday month. Can you sign all. this urn? <laughs> <laughs> Who's in here? You are. <laughs> it's you and Rod Serling and maybe some Clive. I, I don't know. But uh, but it, it was just a really cool thing. It was yeah, that's a cool crazy, thing. Man. And uh, yeah, pretty. Yeah. I have some reading material now. Right on, right on. So uh, anyway, how was your guys this week? Uh, good. I think uh, we went to see It Chapter 2. Oh, we did, yeah. Which was, uh, I <clears throat> are we going to do an It Chapter 2 episode soon? Because I'm not really going to get into well, it if we're going to do an episode. I, I want to, and, and not to not to go through housekeeping on air here, I almost want to watch it again, though, before we were to do like, a compare and contrast. Because when I'm watching a movie for the first time, I'm not really, well, I'm, I'm retaining, but I'm not like taking notes on stuff, you know? Well, I'm going to see it again tomorrow. Yeah, okay, so. well, we'll see. We'll talk about this off air when we want to do it. <laughs> But um, but we should do. We are doing something for Stephen King's birthday, though. Yeah, in September coming up here. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, we not went, a whole not a whole month again. We but. went to see uh, it chapter two. We also went to the gender reveal of our our good buddy fucking Brian, who oh, you've we heard did. us talk. Yep. Uh, it's a boy. He's having a Just fucking boy. <laughs> a fucking boy. Fucking uh, boyin. Boyin. It's like Brian with a Y. Boyin. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all I've had going on. Mostly, uh, mostly just hanging out, making some leather stuff. I'm making some armor for Tank to yep. wear. Yeah. Uh, brick hard meat from our last episode. Yep. He's going to the Ren Fest with a, a pauldron that I'm making him. Nice. That's about it. Nice. That's all I've had going on. What about you, Jay? Just, just doing the thing, man. Dealing with the power outage yesterday. Hooking up generators for fridges and stuff like that. And uh, you gotta keep it get, generated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more more man stuff. Trying basically. to you know putting that. It sucks when that happens because it puts you back on some work stuff. I got a little makeshift. Uh, I got a mini studio set up at at my place, so I'm able to. Uh, 
you know, to get some work done there, but I'm less efficient when I'm not at work yeah. and I'm doing it. Yeah, it's distracting when you're you somewhere know, I, else trying to I might play work. with my cat for an hour <laughs> <laughs> or eBay or stuff like, you know, stuff or, that isn't work. It's just harder to stay in the zone. Or so. sell your cat on eBay. So, <laughs> yeah, sell my cat on eBay. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's the thing. Would you ever, would you, would you normally play with your cat for a full hour if you weren't avoiding work? No, not no. To, to, not typically. Sometimes, right, like ten minutes, if, maybe. No, because but if I'm you're usually work. It's oh, let's play for no, four right. hours. Well, I'm leaving the house to go to work, and then I'm coming home, eating, going to bed. Oh yeah. So you know, if I'm there, I'll give him some extra attention and stuff like that. Yeah. But that Thomas, he needs attention, man. Yeah. He needs the attention. All right, that's. Uh, what? I do have a question for you. Yes. Without getting into it, what what are your what are your consensus on it? On it? Yes. It's, it's hard for me because, like I just said, I I listen. Well, I said last episode, and then I reiterated on this episode. Uh, I listen to it a lot. I at least once a year. Well, about once a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's. It's so tough for me to talk to any of you guys about it because I love the novel yeah. so much, and there's so much from the novel that's so incredible that I would love to see on screen that I know is just not realistic to jam pack it all in there. Mm-hmm. That being said, I thought that they did a, a, a really good job with uh, chapter two. They 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 put some stuff in there that's from the novel, but they they made it a little bit different just to fit the story, and I I, I felt like. Uh, I felt like that was good. There were a few things, like key components of the book that I would have liked to have seen in the movie, but yeah. I, I realized that it's just it's hard to cram it all in there. So, As somebody who uh, has not read the book, yeah, um, I will say this. I liked Chapter 1 a thousand times better. I de- yeah, um, I, I did it- too. Most most people say uh, that they like the the. the kids parts of the book as well more so than the adults you know what i mean yeah i actually i actually had a problem enough with chapter two that i would almost say without seeing i haven't seen it a second time yet which Mm -hmm. could do dividends but i almost walked out of it being like ah yeah i i almost didn't care for it there's a lot of stuff in it that just didn't do anything for me i thought the first one was way creepier way scarier Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like I like for example, I loved Bill Hader, but I also sort of hated the comedy that Bill Hader brought. Even though I know it's in the book, it seemed to pull me out of what was happening during the story a lot. Well, I watched a I watched an interesting thing about so Bill Hader. Uh, there was a an interviewer asking if they pulled in for inspiration from the book or from the kids playing the characters in Chapter One mm-hmm. uh, to play their characters, and and Bill Hader said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a little bit from the book and a little bit from uh, Finn Wolfhard, mm-hmm. and then the the guy uh, what's his name J- Jason Ransom or something like that the guy who played Eddie Casbrack. Yes, which... he he said he said I I almost exclusively pulled from the kids' performance in Chapter One. Yeah. So he was basically just trying to recreate what he had done in Chapter now, One. So that that's interesting. You had some people pulling from the book and and pulling from Chapter One, and then you had some people just pulling from Chapter One for their performances. So it makes for an interesting sort of makeup so to the to the movie. Eddie was without giving anything away here, especially if you haven't read the book. Eddie was the what the you know what I'm talking about? Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. yeah. Little trivia for you. Okay. Found this out by ha- sure happenstance by watching something yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, you're familiar with the record "Through Being Cool" by Saves One the Saves the Day. Yeah. Are you familiar with the album art? Yeah. Are you familiar with the back cover? I will show you if you're not. That picture right there. 
Uh, which one? This one? Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. So the, the, the back of the album cover is a guy passed out at a party on a... Um, on a, not a sofa, on a futon mm -hmm. with like pizza boxes all around him, this and that. Uh, the guy here mm -hmm. is this guy. J oh, James Ransom. That's, yep. Or Ransone. Ransone. The guy that plays Eddie, adult Eddie in It Chapter 2, is the guy on the futon on the back of the Saves the Day record. Really? That is him. That's he's, one of my favorite albums of he's, all time. He's been friends with Chris Conley and the rest of Saves the Day for years and years and no years and way. years and years. Yeah. That's awesome. It, I, it was by pure, pure happenstance. There's something about it and Saves the Day and Chris Conley, who looks like shit right now. <laughs> but uh, Chris Maybe. Conley, um, uh, he's kind of a duke. <laughs> duke? A douche. It's kind of a he's duke. He's kind of a douche. If you see him on stage lately, though, he gets drunk and makes an ass out of himself and is he's just, he's, I don't know, it's, it's Sounds, with him. sounds like sounds like another singer I know. Yeah. Who's sitting here now. Jay. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought so that was really cool. So if you're into yeah, if you're into the indie indie punk, indie indie, indie punk, punk punk. I guess it's pop punk. It's probably indie 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 emo. Yeah, whatever. From the early two thousands. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool little factoid though. There you go. Okay. Let's 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 move on. Yes. We got, we got stuff to talk about tonight. All right, let's do it. Uh, are we getting into corrections now? <laughs> yes, that. Okay. Hey, oh, stop playing with my cable sorry, over I'm there. <laughs> He's over there playing. I'm kind of almost half unplugging my my headphone cable, and it's thing, things are doing things, man. I'm sorry. I'm trying to listen to your beautiful voice. All right, I'm done. No, you, this this one right here. No, the, the that one and the other one. You mean this one? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It gets right. me going, man. All right, let's Speaking get into of some. corrections, <laughs> here they are. Stupid! You're so all right, uh, so one correction right off the bat. I said Jamie Foxx was in Tremors. You did? Definitely wasn't Jamie Foxx. It's Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> I know they're very similar. <laughs> I think, they they I think, look a lot alike. I did so. not catch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to double take that when I was listening back to it. Oh, God. Okay, there are eight Saw films with a ninth on the way. Okay. Uh, okay, Jay. Yes, this sir. actually, you know, I'm going to save this one. All right. uh, Wilford Brimley, you couldn't think of the TV show that he was in. Yeah, was it The Waltons or was it Our House? Our House. There you go. Yeah. I knew it was one of the two. Uh -huh. uh, okay, uh, Jay, this yes, is a sir. correction to you. All right, but it's not completely that you were wrong. It's that whoever wrote the article that you were reading, I think, misinterpreted. Fair enough. What it was. You and said I, that, I, was, I was wondering if that too, if there was any false in there. So, well, you said that Yoda had a first name of Mitch. Or Minch. 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 And I thought that was really interesting. So actually, I wasn't looking up to fact check you. I was actually wanting to learn about it. Because sure. there's so much backstory with a lot of the Star Wars mythology. And it's, yeah. it's interesting. Um, this is what I found. I'm going to read this because it's just way easier than me trying to, uh, to, to describe it. Minch is not Yoda's first name. In the story treatment for Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, Minch was attributed as the name, uh, as a given name of Yoda, and early drafts only saw the word Minch used, which is where that came from. Yeah, okay. This was subsequently dropped in favor of simply Yoda. Lucasfilm uh, official Leland Shea later stated that Minch and the Jedi Master Yoda are not one and the same, nor was Minch a part of the latter's name. Minch later received his own entry in the complete Star Wars encyclopedia, simultaneously treating him as a unique character and raising his existence in the Heart of Darkness sea canon. Basically, they have like, like levels of canon, mm -hmm. but um, so it so it sounds like the idea for Yoda came from this Minch character, right? Right. But then they decided to not have it be the same, and that's where that came from. It's such an easy mistake to make <clears throat> because the uh, the Star Wars uh, 
universe and the mythology or the it's the crazy, mythos man. and the and ca- what's canon in the in the mythology is so extensive it's, it's crazy i mean and and i could it, like you said it's easy to make that mistake if they said yeah this this uh Guy's gonna name Steve, and then later they change it to Darth Vader. Right. You're like, well, no, that's not the same person. You know, like where did the word is that line Wait, become? Darth you know? Vader's name is Steve. It is. Steve. <laughs> that's a fact, everybody. Steve Vader. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Vader. Luke, yeah. Luke, I just heard that Darth Vader was your father. Yeah, fucking Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that though. Oh man, good. Very find. interesting. Uh, anyway, that is all I got for corrections. Oh wow, really? That's it. I don't. For I mean, some reason, was, I expected a lot more than it, that. It was five. Oh, I guess <laughs> so it's more. It than was usual. actually quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anyway, what are we? Uh, what are we doing this week, James? Well, this week we are finishing up our child's play retrospective. We are. Uh, so that includes Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and Child's Play the remake. The remake, which I paid. Uh, well, I well, is it reboot, remake? Reboot. Child's Child's Play twenty nineteen. We'll yeah, call it because yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily. It's 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 completely. It's a completely separate entity. It is. Um, I paid 15 whole dollars for it for early access on Voodoo. <laughs> we'll get into whether or not that was worth it or not. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, in honor of our last Child's Play, I got a very special beer. Okay. Very special beer. Right. One so much I haven't even told you what it is. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. This marks the first time on the show that it's quite possible that the specialty beer might be worse than the utility beer. Oh my. <laughs> what? Boom. <clears throat> you seem so excited right now. Um, the, the packaging, I'm not f- familiar with it actually, but the packaging looks like something that would be in like my great grandmother's house and you pulled it out of her uh, pantry. Probably, she probably had some of this back then, to be honest with you. <laughs> have we not drank this on the we show? We have before? not. No, 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 no. What, no. Did, what did Alex bring for the very first. Uh, stranger than design. Okay, Schlitz. Schlitz, yeah. So what we have in front of us here is old style, pure, genuine, twelve crisp <laughs> cans of old style classic lager. I, I'm out of Heilman's, Heilman's pure, genuine, old style. I don't remember this beer. So I've never, never, never had this before. Because it's it. never because it's never been one of those super readily available beers in Detroit. I think it's always been here. Okay. But you go to Chicago and you see signs for old style outside the bars. Like it's super big in Chicago. Brewed in uh, Milwaukee, I think. Give me an old style lager. Yeah, like classic uh, lager. Now the reason I guess that's more. Uh, that's more that's more Boston. Yeah, this it? was this was established in 1902, da, over a hundred years ago. This da, beer was established. Bears. Old style lager. There it is. Da, old old style I need, lager. I need an old style lager. Um. Anyway, the reason that I went with old style is because the last two Chucky movies in the main lineage yeah. were a return to the old style of horror versions of Chucky that we saw in the first three movies. Mm-hmm. It was a return to form, a return to that old style. Uh, killer doll horror movies, so that's why I went with this. Okay. Did you look up a description for me, or I did do not. I have to kind of? I did not. Even though I told you to <laughs> an hour ago. Yeah, probably. Uh, this is think, made from Pabst. Uh, I Pabst might have something to do that, with it. That's they, what they, I, I came across online. Are they owned by Pabst? Maybe. Ah, uh, that's the link to their. It's old style at pabst.com. All right, old, you. Their email. You open that up real quick, and I'm I gonna am. find a quick 
So this baby's been around since 1902. My word. And also being that this was a very popular beer, like I said, in Chicago, which is where I'm familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Chucky, uh, the original Child's Play did take place in Chicago. Just saying. So there's That's also true. a throwback to that. We're also going to have a lot of utility beer left over for subsequent episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Except the only problem is that utility beer is going to be old style. Paps has a lot of beers, man, that they got. Look at all these. Colt 45, Schiltz, Lone Star. Stroh's. Singtao. They, they own that the Chinese Singtao beer. Blatz. I do love Blatz. Ah, uh, gosh. Good stuff. Okay, here. I'm just going to go off a of beer advocate. I don't know, man. Okay. It's fine. Oh, this is kind of uh, extensive. You mind? I mean, it's <laughs> I got it's got a long history, so you, I might as well. You do you, boo. Uh, should I do it in Chicago? Yeah, probably. All right. Originally called Golden Leaf Lager in the uh, 1890s there, Old Style first appeared in local stores in 1902 and quickly became one of the region's most widely enjoyed beers. Its heritage and popularity are proudly displayed throughout Wisconsin and Illinois, one can't go far without seeing a historically protected old-style sign hanging on the side of a barn or a tavern window. Didn't I just say that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, old-style first crossed state lines into Illinois to capitalize nationwide bottler strike and subsequent product rationing by the competition. It wasn't long before old-style became Chicago's beer. Served from the north side to the south side and everywhere in between, being accepted as a true local, old-style began sponsoring the Chicago Cubs in 1950. Is that when they started sucking? <laughs> With old style being served at Wrigley Field today, the partnership is one of the longest standing in the country. In 2009, old style revived the centuries-old German brewing tradition called, ooh, uh, uh, Krausening. This double fermentation process increases carbonation and richness, ultimately leading to a better tasting beer. That has since been one. That has since been won medals. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that has since won medals at the Great American Beer Festival and World Beer Cup. So apparently this is not well, bad. It's, it's won also, medals. Well, yeah, it's also ten, do, do it's ten dollars for a twelve pack. <laughs> medals as in uh, here's a hunk of rust of steel for you. Here's some aluminum. <laughs> go go kill yourself. All right. Ooh, it's got a it's good got, crack. It's got a good crack. It's got a classic Cheers. crack, boys. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. It's you not bad. You know it's what? Beer, it's not it's bad. It's beer man. flavored beer. Yeah. It's my favorite kind of beer. Dude. I love old style. Don't get me wrong. I haven't it's had just it a kind long of a, time. Old style, though, is sort of like, uh, it's like if you pull up Milwaukee's Best or something like that, it's on that level. Like, uh, Well, yeah, maybe. It, no, it really is. We used there's to a, drink there's, this. There's a little bit of an aftertaste that isn't as pleasant as the fronter mm. taste. It's got the a before it, taste. It kind of reminds me of uh, with, uh, Black Label. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah say. very similar. You know what I mean? Again, bottom shelf. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go to go to the Crowfoot and they have dollar cans yep, of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Three dollar cans. Only thing if is, you will. is it three dollar cans? Oh yeah. I thought it was only like a buck fifty or something. Still right. three dollars for a beer at a, at a concert venue is pretty fucking cheap. Yeah. So yeah, that is what we are drinking this week. All right. Well, uh, hey, it's been a it's been a few weeks, boys. You need to lose that hat. I know. Sir. Yeah, like, you really he's, do. He's, he's, he doesn't normally wear hats, so yeah, he doesn't know how to wear them yet. I he's don't. Not, uh, he's, he, <laughs> he hasn't been in, uh, properly initiated. If into you keep our hearing uh, 
<laughs> on the pop filter, that's Michael's hat. It's actually because we watched this video beforehand and I keep standing up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell that story, Mike? Uh, nope. How's Jimmy doing? Uh, Jimmy, I don't know. How's Jimmy Tony doing? Jimmy Tony. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. It's no. been it's been a lot of, little while since we talked to him because... It has been. Uh, He's we, probably all salty because we canceled on him for the last two weeks. It's quite possible. Or because yeah. he was watching that movie with you. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Could be. Could be. <laughs> All right. So why don't we give Jimmy Tony a call and see what's going on in the MCU? Let's do it. All right. It's Jimmy Tony's marvelous minute. All right, Jimmy Tony, you there? Yeah, boys, I'm here. Hey, you haven't been uh, waiting on hold for the last two weeks, have you? Well. I'll tell you what, I've been here. I've I've got a I've got a case of Jack Daniels and it turns out that is not all a man needs to sustain himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in rough shape, boy. Did you, did you get a little backed up or did you get a little too much out? It's uh it's coming out from every every end of my body. <laughs> my brood from another mud, making his own mud. What's happening there? <laughs> Damn it, boy. I love you to death, son. How you doing, Jimmy Tody? Very, very well, man. I'm doing fine. Good to hear you again, man. It's been a bit. So yeah, it's good. I'm excited to hear your voice, man. Yeah, man, it's good to hear your voice. It's like an angel. Oh man. I um I just noticed that when we started this conversation here, Jimmy Tony, um, we actually it came off as though we were getting along, so I just wanted to say fuck off. <laughs> Mike, you son of a bitch. You know what? I I, I, uh, I came on here, and I figured I'm always kind of making fun of you. You know? I come on the show, and I make fun of you every damn week, and it's it's starting to feel too easy to me. It's like grabbing low-hanging fruit. Stop talking. Stop. <laughs> which, which coincidentally was Mike's nickname in high school when he couldn't make it up the rope in gym class. <laughs> I, I appreciate your jokes, but stop talking about your mother, man. Come on. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> You know, I've never, I've never once talked about your mama. Oh, no, no, that's not true. I don't think actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm usually drinking, so there's, <laughs> there, there's a chance I did talk about your mama, and for that I apologize to that lovely or woman. Maybe she was talking about you. Wait, mom, what the fuck? Bar is Barb there right now? Because <laughs> I talked to her. We should bring her in. Put, put, let's, put, let's, let's get Barb on the line. Put Barb on the <laughs> telephone. I'm always happy to hear from Barb. Oh, God. Nope. Uh, boys, well, uh, hey, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah? But it was like, damn, three weeks ago. And uh, I was a little drunk, <laughs> which is nothing out of the norm. Honestly, I'm usually at least a little bit drunk. Uh, hell, I'm a little bit drunk right now. <laughs> I mean, case of Jack Daniels next to you. Yeah, yeah. My wife's actually getting on my case. She says, Jimmy Tony, you got a drinking problem. And I'm like, honey, I got no problem drinking, glug glug. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little joke there. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand what she's saying. She's saying I uh, I got a drinking problem. But I say, sweetheart, it's, a, it's not a drinking problem. It's just a, a dependence to social lubricant because uh, – Believe it or not, boys, if I don't have a couple of drinks in my system, I can actually be quite unpleasant to be around. I, you don't say. Yeah, I, I do say. I just said it, Mike. <laughs> <You damn. do. laughs> All right, so Marvel's Age of Ultron, Jimmy Tony. How'd you think about it? Well, like I said, I don't, I don't remember too much about it. It was so damn long ago. Wait, 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 I, hold, I gotta set your timer before you dive in. Hey, man, you can do whatever you want. I All don't right? know how this is gonna go this week. Are you ready? <laughs> Yes, sir. You have one minute on the clock for your marvelous minute. Here we go. Ready and go. I, 
I can tell you I don't need the full minute, I don't think, this time, because I can't tell you what the hell this movie was about. I can just tell you how it made me feel. <laughs> Every damn buddy in the universe seems to want us dead. <laughs> and the Avengers keep showing up to protect us. And I'm starting to think maybe they got a point, the rest of the universe. It's like, there's got to be a reason that everybody thinks that uh, the proverbial little old me is a threat. I don't really understand it, boys, and I'm starting to think that uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe the Avengers, their their plight is futile. Well, why I mean, do they keep showing up and and defending us when it seems like everybody in the damn universe wants us dead? You ever hear that saying? If you smell shit everywhere you go, check your own boot. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think we as a human civilization, maybe, do, maybe we don't deserve to be here, boys. Do you smell shit right now, Jimmy Tony? Uh, I, them hounds. Get off my damn lawn, Jimmy Tony. <laughs> I always smell shit, but that's because uh, the hounds is here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, boys. Like it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a good movie, but it really got me to thinking, and you know that's dangerous when you start to get Jimmy Tony thinking. Yeah, that's how we. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll not get into those uh, those trials and tribulations. It was uh, it, it was it was good. I, I like the AI the AI angle. Like, it, it's not just the people in the universe; it's actually people in the artificial universe who also want us dead. Mm-hmm. You it's know, true. so it's uh, it it was a thinker for me. It was definitely <laughs> a thinker. It, it might have been the most uh, what's what's the word that my cousin always says cerebral movie i've ever seen in my life oh that's that's giving it i think a little too high praise that's well, just that's just my opinion well next up in my line was paul blart mall cop so <laughs> I, I, that was the only thing i'd had to go off of but right. uh anyway let's get to some scores here james spader gets a 10 for his compelling performance as ultron who is not only brilliant, but also has such advanced AI that he is able to make his metal mouth move like human flesh. It blew my <laughs> mind. I think that's actually something I've heard Mike complain about before. <laughs> a little uh, bit. I, I immediately take away those 10 points from James Spader, though, because although James Spader is a fascinating human, I also feel like he's the type of guy who you could be discussing jazz music and classical cinema with him one moment, and the next moment he's eating your brains. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a strange cat, that one. The Avengers, as a group, they get a nine because they keep showing up to fight the good fight for all mankind, despite the overwhelming evidence that, universally speaking, maybe we as humans are just a bunch of shit heels who deserve to die. <laughs> I think I think Jimmy Tone is a, a, a little depressed. I think all the booze for the last two weeks has like really put him in a, a pretty sour state of mind. He's um, losing, he's losing, man. I, I'm <laughs> having a bit of an existential crisis here, boy. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping next week we we watch a movie that it's, makes me feel a little bit better. I'll tell you what, you actually thinking it's not a good look on you. So I really hope that next week, you know, we can we can get into something that just dumbs you back down to regular Jimmy Tony, and we can go back to uh, you know having a conversation that makes everybody dumber. I don't really understand what you're saying. <laughs> I think you're complimenting me. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Shit. Well, you're a pussy, so who cares? <laughs> anyway, I'd say this movie overall, I'm going to give it about a 6.5. This was not my favorite of the movie so far. All right, boys. All right. Wasn't so, mine either. We're, we're at least in agreement with that. 
Well, uh, hold on. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, yeah, we are. All right, I'm going to bump her up to an eight then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mike. All right, boys, I'm out of here. All right, Jimmy, Tony, uh, take care of yourself. Take care of your wife, and please go change your pants because I'm pretty sure that's what you're smelling like shit. So. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> All right, that was Jimmy Tony. Jimmy Tony out. Uh, wow, it's been a while since we've talked to him. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, man. I know it, you guys bicker uh, a little bit, but but I enjoy his presence. It's uh, it's something. It's something. I would say that we have to have him back in the studio at some point, but um, I, I don't want to at all. Uh, who, Jimmy Tony? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think he actually uh, made mention to me earlier this week that he's thinking about coming up soon. So, oh, prepare yourself. Um, I will. Can I leave? I'm gonna be. Out, I'm actually gonna be out of town <laughs> next week. We can so. actually. We can have him take your place on the show if you want. Oh God, the show is doomed. <laughs> the show is doomed. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Jimmy Tony. Uh, Let's get into the bleed feed. Uh, stab me. All right. Um, well, I unfortunately have to start off the news the way. Why do I always say it's my favorite way? I don't really understand why I do that, but I do. Because uh, you're a piece of shit. I think that it was supposed to be funny, and it never was funny, and I just kept doing it. Uh, anyway, here's my favorite way to start the news. Uh, rest in peace to Lane Carroll. Uh, Lane Carroll, you might not know her name, Um in the in the typical horror lexicon, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Lane played uh, one of the leads in George A. Romero's *The Crazies*. Uh, she passed away this past week uh, in her sleep, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Passed away in her sleep. Uh, no reason was listed, and actually, her age wasn't listed either. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, if she was in *The Crazies* and she played a lead in it, my guess is that she had lived a long life, hopefully fulfilling. You know, uh, she also she's noted for being in *Hercules* in New York. Which is notable because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's very first film, where he plays Hercules. Um, I've heard some <laughs> some hilarity reviews on it before, and uh, I've oh, never it seen sounds, it. Sounds like a doozy. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, she was also in that. Um, like I said, uh, she had actually been prepping to go to the Living Dead Weekend HorrorCon for uh, a signing appearance. She mm-hmm. was in the process of getting ready for that uh, when she passed, so she won't act, you know, she won't be making that. So if you are going to the Living Dead Weekend, uh, she obviously will not be there now. Yeah. Um, so uh, rest in peace. Excuse me. Rest in peace to Lane <laughs> Carroll. Also, uh, not a death. Hopefully, and not anytime soon. However, I do want to mention. Um, when I give our positive vibes to um, to one uh, Sid Haig, oh, very yeah. positive vibes. Sid Haig, if you hadn't heard, was, was in a really bad car accident uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Very little is actually known about what actually happened, other than uh, at least at the time of recording, we're <clears> recording <throat> this on Thursday night. So if anything has come out since, you know, forgive us. But uh, apparently, he was in a really bad car accident, and his wife tweeted out that Sid was in the ICU. Uh, shortly afterwards. Mm. So, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age as well, so that's scary. Mm-hmm. It's very scary, especially when they say that he's in the ICU and all that. So uh, all of our thoughts and prayers are going out to Sid Haig right now. Hopefully he can make a full-on recovery and make 10 more Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> that's that's what I want from him. It's so. amazing that he's still going. 
Yes, he he's been he's been old for so long. Well, forever. And I, I Pretty mean, sure he was born old. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that as an insult. Like the guy's a he's a fuck he's a he's workhorse a legend. man. Dude's a, dude's a legend. Mm-hmm. He's been in so much shit. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, like listen to some podcasts with him where he goes through. Actually, he was on the uh, the movie Crip podcast a while a long while back, and he goes through like his history of films, and it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. where he started, who he's worked with, like it's just. It's unreal. Oh, this yeah. guy's career is legendary. Yeah. He's worked with everybody. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's get into some more exciting news here. Um, uh, there, actually, there, there was one more death. It's a music-related death. Oh, did you hear about this? I don't think I uh, did. Daniel Johnston. The uh, Most most people would... Uh, he was a big influence on Kurt Cobain, uh, Tom Waits, mm. a bunch of... Yeah, the, uh, the the classic picture of Kurt Cobain with the, hi, the, the hi, How Are You yeah, unfinished the, the, album. The, the alien yeah, on the... Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wore um, it for a Halloween costume one year. Actually, I, I did. That was me. No, well, I did too. Oh, you, you borrowed my shirt. We, we, we both went as Kurt Cobain, different ears. Um, yeah, he he passed away a couple days ago. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so they say how? They say uh, um, dead at fifty eight. I don't yikes. know how he. I'm not entirely sure how he passed away. Okay. I just well, yeah. So you looked it up, and I'm you look it up. I'm going to continue with the news here. Sure, and we yeah. can Go back to it. Um, a little bit more exciting news. One of my favorite movies to come out of the mid '90s was a movie called Tank Girl. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, uh, oh, yeah. starring Lori Petty. Girl. Fucking fantastic movie. It was based off a graphic novel. News is coming out this week that Margot Robbie and her company Lucky Chap Entertainment are currently in early pre-production stages to bring us a Tank Girl remake hmm. starring Margot Robbie in the leading role. Um, it's always weird to me when these giant big stars gravitate towards these sort of, I'm not going to say lowly properties, but properties where you just wouldn't think they'd even be on their radars. You know, every every now and then that happens, and this is definitely one of them. With, I would, with Margot Robbie uh, loving the role of Harley Quinn as much as she did, it doesn't surprise me that she would take on Tank Girl, another comic book character. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's her that's actually wanting to do this, like she knew about Tank Girl, or whether or not there's something that was brought to her and then she got familiar sure, with yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? It'd be yeah. very interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. But even still, I actually kind of think that Margot Robbie could could pull it off yeah i really do oh yeah definitely i mean, don't get me wrong i'd love to see Lori petty just do it again because yeah. she was amazing <laughs> she was so awesome, i love Lori yeah. petty she's fantastic mm-hmm. in everything she does but uh so that's that's really cool news i've um, been traded to racine <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's one of my it, it's not even a guilty pleasure movie a uh, league of their own yes fuck that's a good movie that's oh, so good man i do love it I would say there's no, no crying in baseball, but we all know it. What's, <laughs> what's the point? Um, okay, uh, what is worth a point are fucking dinosaurs, James. Oh. I love me some dinosaurs. Yeah. I love me some Jurassic Park. All right. I actually like the new uh, Colin Trevorrow movies. Some people don't like them. I think they're great. The new what? The new Colin Trevorrow uh, Jurassic Park movies. Oh, like, like Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, World and, and I, Fallen uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, I didn't see Fallen Kingdom. But. Fantastic. Loved it. Um, and uh, this Sunday, so if you're listening to this on... Jay. Sorry, oh, real quick. Is that oh God. Of, is oh, that no. of uh, Russian okay. hackers? <laughs> Russian hackers. <laughs> it wants me to, to log into my iCloud that I don't use, right? And, and so it always. It, recently, it just started popping up this last week saying, someone's, "Log into your iCloud." Update someone's, your stuff. C- come on, pal. I'm log like, into not, the iCloud. I'm not updating all my software. Stuff. You know how many days that takes to do all my software <laughs> updates on everything? Days. So, somebody's trying to hack in and steal all your nude pictures. Oh man, that's what it is. 
Of it's, us. It's Justin and his cat just naked sitting at his uh, studio at his house. You don't have to hack in. I'll just give those away for free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to the news here. Um, this Sunday, so if you're listening to this episode on release date, this just happened. So go find it. Um, so this Sunday, Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock is an all-new eight-minute short film that is directed by Colin Trevorrow, uh, and it takes place uh, a couple of years, I believe, or, or sometime after Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't see Fallen Kingdom, spoilers, but uh, dinosaurs are in the real world now. They're off the island, and they're they're everywhere. What? So, um... Sorry. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Spoilers. Doesn't matter. Um, anyway, though, uh, so the the idea of this is that it's about a family on a camping trip to Big Rock National Park, about 20 miles from where the last film ended. Uh, there have been a few sightings, but this is the first major confrontation between dinosaurs and humans. Nice. Sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. And I granted, short film, eight minutes. I'm still into it. Yeah. It's going to probably bridge the gap between. It's like the, it's like the perfect Fallen length for Kingdom. a short film. Oh by yeah, the way. yeah. But uh, so this is going to feature the the always popular Allosaurus. Which oh, I don't yeah. believe they've actually shown too much of in the Jurassic Park movies, mm -hmm. but Allosaurus and then another one called the uh, Nasutoceratops. I got it right. Did Nas you really Nasutoceratops? I kind of want to see it. It's to a fact check here, right here because right here. I. It looks like it's spelled wrong, but I promise you, it's not. Um, it's a herbivore Triceratops looking motherfucker, probably. I don't know. I'll be damned. But, uh, I think you said it right. It eats plants. I know that. <laughs> But um, anyway, uh, that's pretty cool. If you're into dinosaurs, check that out. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you remember a little movie called 13 Ghosts? Oh, man. The original or the remake? Either or. Uh, yeah. Either or, right? Yes. I, so, I, 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 I've never seen the full original one. Well, the full the, original the, one was from 1960, directed right. by William Castle. It was one of those <clears> one of those movies where he did his super quirky gimmick stuff for, yeah, you yeah. know, what he was famous for. Yeah, the remake, though, I fucking love that movie. Well, it's coming it's so back. Good. Coming yeah. back. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. It's coming back in the form of a 10-minute short film. Lots of short film news to, uh, this week. Um, so Screen Gems Entertainment uh, has partnered up with another company to bring a brand new 10-minute short film uh, based on the 1960 film. That partner, you'll like this, Crypt TV, who did one of our favorite shorts ever, The Birch. Uh, that was Crypt TV? It was... No, that was... Uh, that was Crypt TV. That was Bloody Shorts. That's Crypt TV. Or, uh, that's... Oh, Crypt it's TV makes... Uh, on their website. Oh, is it? So, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. One of yeah, your I'm, favorite. Who? No, well, um, no, I've never, I've never known him as Crypt TV. I've always known him as uh, maybe Bloody Cuts. Bloody Cuts. That's maybe, it. Bloody Shorts. It's possible. Was, it's going to say Bloody Shorts seems like a like yeah. It's actually you're right. I actually didn't think about that to, from the get go. Yeah. But the Birch is definitely on the Crypt TV website. Yeah. So this okay. could be a correction for next week. They might have morphed one into the other or something happened. Okay. Yeah. Point is, it's those people that are making this 13 Ghosts short film. Yeah. I'm so that super is, into that. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Cliff Wallace, is that it? Cliff Wallace? The, I'm not uh, sure who is a part of this one. Uh, Cliff Wallace is the guy who creates the, the, the creature makeup. Like he created the Birch and he created the, the other one where there was the, the, the people doing the um, I think they were doing a Ouija board, and then that smoke was going through the apartment. And oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Don't Move, I think yep. it was called Don't Move. Yep. I think his name is Cliff Wallace. Uh, man, he makes amazing creature effects, and if he's doing stuff for 13 Ghosts, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Ooh. All right, James, what's coming up on Blue? All right, so <laughs> I got I got bored. I told you that uh, I, told you that I uh, did something different with the Blues this week. 
I got bored because okay. we pushed our episode back. And so the first few, I wrote them as if they are coming from somebody who's never seen these movies. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Crawl, directed by Alexandre Aha, will be hitting shelves on October 1st via Paramount, or you can pick it up on digital on September 24th. The heartwarming tale of a lonely alligator who decides to visit a family during a storm was produced by Sam Raimi and will feature bonus material including featurettes and an alternate open, opening and deleted scenes. Next up, Dario Argento's Laugh-A-Minute laugh dance film, Suspiria, will be headed home with a brand new 4K Ultra HD restoration courtesy of Synapse Films. This zany classic, which which follows an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy, as she finds where she fits in amongst the motley crew of wacky characters, will be loaded with special features and on shelves November 19th. You should write the, the, the back synopsis for every movie ever. <laughs> Shoe fly? Don't bother me. Unless, of course, you're showing up at my door in a five-disc box set. Scream Factory is bringing fans a must-have collection featuring 1958's The Fly, starring comedy legend Vincent Price. <laughs> the Return of the Fly, The Curse of the Fly, David Cronenberg's hilarious 1986 remake, and its 1989 sequel. <laughs> packed, packed with hours of special features, that are guaranteed to tickle your funny bone, this amazing set is available for pre-order at shoutfactory.com. That set does look beautiful, by the <laughs> it way. Does. It really does. It looks amazing. <laughs> also from Scream Factory, Scream Factory, John Carpenter's 1986 film mm. Big Trouble in Little China. Known more for his coming-of-age films like Halloween and his stories that involve his deep love for racing, such as Christine, Big <laughs> Trouble was a departure for Carpenter, who decided instead to explore the subject of cultural diversity and the importance of acceptance and tolerance in a modern age. <laughs> A deluxe limited edition box set will include a 7-inch vinyl featuring the 2017 version of the main theme and a never-before-released version of The Alley War, recorded by John Carpenter, who is not only known for his directing acumen, but also for his stunning acoustic guitar-driven scores. <laughs> if all of this doesn't sound like enough, I'm pleased to tell you that the release will be yours to admire in its beautiful, sleek, and stunning Steelbook packaging. Mm. Well, only only one of the sets has Steelbook. Just, just putting that out there. Thank you for that correction. Uh, only one set. <laughs> this is where my... The this, crappier one. The, this, <laughs> this is where this cuts off, because I actually haven't seen uh, the rest of these movies that I'm talking about, so I didn't. I, I couldn't really make fun of them in that way. <laughs> you should do the blues every week like that. All right, it's done. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, uh, next up, Gwen, which Brad Miska from Bloody Disgusting calls a perfect companion to the witch and Bloody Disgusting's Hagazusa, which I would love to see. I haven't mm -hmm. seen yet. Uh, that'll be hitting DVD and Blu-ray on October 8th. Uh, in the film, Gwen is a young girl whose life seems to be collapsing around her, struggling with her mother's mysterious illness, her father's absence, and a group of angry villagers threatening to take her farm. Gwen must find the strength to guide her family through the darkness. But as a malevolent presence begins to take, a grip, take grip of her home, it becomes apparent that there is greater evil that may be too strong to overcome. Uh, last, but certainly not least, we've got Ari Aster's Midsummer. Uh, which will be hitting digital and VOD on September 24th from A24 and Blu-ray combo pack and DVD on October 8th, courtesy of Lionsgate. The real news, though, the much-anticipated extended director's cut 
that was released in theaters last week will only be available on home video exclusively through Apple TV. Bullshit. I agree. I agree. I, I'm an Apple user. You hate Apple. <clears throat> I do. Uh, you are you're staunchly against everything Apple. I think this is bullshit. It is. And, uh, it and is it, it's 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 uh, somebody in the comment section put it put it the the right way. It's the beginning of the streaming wars. Because um, everybody's going to do this now. Yeah, everybody's going to try. Oh, it's exclusive to Apple, or it's exclusive to uh, what, what other streaming this services? Me... Uh, you know what I mean? Though, like they're going to start pulling this shit, and you know that they're going to, you know that they're not going to leave it just on Apple TV forever no, because no. because they want to make money. Sure. You know what I mean? This so, reminds me of the time when I could only get U2's classic new album if I had, if I got an iPhone. Right. And I didn't get an iPhone, so I well, missed out. that's not the only place you I could missed, get it. I missed out on U2, damn it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I need I need that Bono in my life. <laughs> it starts automatically in my car sometimes. There's a couple good tracks, actually. <laughs> there really is. Um, but, yeah, I think this is bullshit. Yeah. I, I, it's just... It's just dumb. Yeah, it, it pisses me off a little yep. bit, but yep. what are you going to do? Oh. This is just this is the start of a new era. What you're gonna do is you're gonna forget about that movie and you're gonna get really excited for a new movie coming up called The Collector. All right. Collected. The Collected. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I think there's, Mike. there's already a movie called there The is. Collector. So the third movie in the Collector film franchise, The Collected, uh, is gonna be coming out pretty soon here. Uh it's directed by Marcus Dunstan, written by Dunstan and Patrick Melton, as were the first two movies. Mm -hmm. Here's where the awesome news comes into play. Tom Adkins is in talks yes. for a starring role in the movie. Yes. Let's just rejoice in that. Bask in that glory for just a minute. I don't know why I'm doing jazz hands, but I am. With a mustache, I oh, hope. Oh, well, yes. One could hope. At least half a mustache. <laughs> yeah. At least. <laughs> so if he's looking to the left, he's one Tom Adkins. If he's looking to the right, he's a different one. You, you, um, get, you get everything you love. You get everything you love. But uh, this is very exciting. You don't see Tom Adkins in too many starring roles anymore. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited that that's a possibility. And if it's being reported, it probably means it's pretty close to being done, if not already. So I like that. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty pumped about that. And I love The Collector and The Collection. So The Collected... Directed by the same dudes, like I, I'm in, I'm cool. in 100. percent So absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that is your news. All right. Well, well, that is going to take us to today's stupid fact of the day. All right. Right. Shall we? Shall we? Did you know Yoda had a first name? <laughs> it was actually uh, Bob. <laughs> Bob Yoda. Bob. <laughs> All right. So who are we talking about today here? We uh, are Chuck. talking about Charles Lee Ray. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you about the history of the name Chuck. And that's today's <laughs> stupid fact of the day, all right? So, coming from Charles, it originated in America in the early 20th century. Two famous bears of this name were pilot Chuck Yeager, or Yeager, the first man Chuck to Yeager. travel the fast... <laughs> the first man to travel faster than the speed of sound, and the musician Chuck Berry, one of the pioneers of rock music. And that's where Chuck came from, from Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wait, did, hold on. Did you say the first two people to have... No, it, uh, it it came to America in the early early twentieth century. Hmm. But those were just two famous people that uh, had that name. Oh, it, so so they put the it name. It doesn't actually sort of say like uh, it came to America. So does that mean overseas they were already calling people Chuck? I guess you so. think. I do wonder where like that's it, it's like like you have William to Bill. That makes no sense. William to Will makes sense. Well, but why maybe Bill? William maybe William was in charge of collecting money. Uh -huh. And people were a lot of times named after what their jobs were. And he's like, oh, here comes Will the Bill collector. And then they just started calling him Bill. Or Richard to Dick. 
Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it does if Richard was a dick. Look at this. Look at this, Richard. <laughs> yeah, Charles and Chuck doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, that's there's, actually, there's, a, there's that's a lot of things the, like that. The Robert and Bob or... Uh, that one's at least there's someone like someone was just spelling the R wrong and they kept writing Rob and kind of looping the bottom loop of the leg of the R over and oh actually, it's Bob actually at least not, that's not I, I might buy into that at least Bill and, uh, and and Robert and Bob like at least those share like they're alliter- not alliterative uh, they, they rhyme and they share some of the same letters Charles and Chuck that makes no sense. For for Bill from William, someone was writing the the W sort of sideways, but ex- connecting it with a line. Yeah. And they thought that well, was still. how you wrote W's. That's a B, you dumbass. I don't know. There you go. That's was, today's stupid you, fact you, of the day. Are you guys done? We're done. Uh, I don't know. Are we? I could probably, I could probably <laughs> talk about it. That was the news. <laughs> that I, means we're done. I actually could have talked about it for a while longer. but yeah, uh, well. No, so we anyway, no, we're gonna, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are finally going to finish our Child's Play retrospective. Yes, we are. Let's do this. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Radio. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are finally, finally finishing our uh, Chucky retrospective here with uh, the final two movies in the original franchise, and then we're capping it off with the Child's Play 2019. Whatever, whatever that is. That's where you can't see what I'm doing right now. But I'm it's making a, a package. Sort of a yeah. Sort of packing everything together and putting making it, making and, a giant snowball. And we're putting it to the side. Okay. Because that is not a part of what we're talking about right now, <laughs> <laughs> at all. All right. So first up, you have 2013's <laughs> Curse of Chucky, uh, written and directed once again by Don Mancini. Uh, after her mother's mysterious death, Nika begins to suspect that the talking red-haired doll visiting her niece. Visiting her niece, that sounds weird right off the bat, uh, has been playing <laughs> with what may be the key to recent bloodshed and chaos. Um, yeah, the doll's not visiting, the doll was sent. That's a fucking IMDb synopsis. <laughs> um, okay, so you have Brad Dorif once again, uh, referring as the voice of Chucky. Yes. And uh, in the main role this time, though, you have Fiona Dorif, who is Brad Dorif's daughter. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't make that connection. She's also... <clears throat> Fine. Um, <laughs> even though sometimes she looks like her dad, Brad Dorf must fine. be fine. <laughs> yeah, of course, Brad. Dude, um, have you ever seen one flew over the one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Uh true. He was very true. handsome. Uh, in Cult of Chucky, though, he kind of looks like Tommy <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> you stole my joke, you fucking asshole. He, he does, absolutely he does. does. In the, yeah, we'll get I'm to that. I'm not but. saying that Tommy Wiseau is fine. I'm just not, <laughs> not doing that. So, Nika uh, is her name in this movie. Um, you also have Danielle Buschetti, Bus- or Bisuti, Bisuti. Danielle Bisuti, who plays Barb, who is uh, Nika's sister. It's probably a mixture of the two names you just said. Buschetti? It's probably Bisuti. Bisuti? Yeah, I don't know. It's Bushitty. <laughs> <laughs> I got jokes. Um, oh Brendan Elliott, who plays Ian, the husband. Uh, Maitland McConnell, who plays Jill, the nanny. I want to <clears> say... <throat> oh. 
Yeah. Summer H. Howell, who plays Alice. <clears throat> what? Stop it. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, and then you also have uh, a Martinez. I'm not sure which Martinez. Dude, one one of the Martinez's plays this. You and I think the exact same <laughs> way. I saw that. I said, I said, a Martinez. Which one? <laughs> There's so many of them. He plays a Martinez. It's, or, it's, uh, or I'm it, sorry, he plays Father Frank. But Play, he's just he's played by Martinez. Martinez. Yeah, <laughs> one of one of the many Martinez's. Um, and then you have Chantel um, Cuisinelle, uh, who plays Sarah, who is their mother. So there is your uh, there's your cast breakdown. I think it's Quesnel. It's Quesadilla. Um, <laughs> that's your that's your that's your your cast here. One of the things that uh, that you'll notice right off the bat about this movie is that it feels nothing like especially the last two movies. So you have, uh, if you've been keeping up here, you have the first three movies, the Andy Barclay trilogy, if you will, mm-hmm. that was very much, very much uh, horror slasher horror yeah. you know, type movies. Even though they got a little bit more comedic towards more, the end would, of the third. I would say more campy than anything. Yeah, the, that's, you know? that's a good way to put it. Because yeah. like, I, would, I, would I would separate the Andy Barclay trilogy from the In Stitches duology by saying the... Andy Barkley trilogy got campy, whereas the In Stitches duology was straight up comedy, with like horror elements. That's what yes. I would say. I would say like like the uh, the first <clears throat> the first three movies were sort of the trajectory that Friday the Thirteenth took. Right, started off horror, kind of got campier as as the sequels went on. Right, and then you have the In Stitches duology that's kind of like the Scream movies where they're kind of comedies. Yeah, with horror mixed in. Right, that's kind of what they were. Sure. So. These uh, you just took what I said, which was fine, yeah, and then made it way more complicated. <laughs> yeah, that's adding. what I that's what I do, James. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so Curse and Cult, though the last two movies, the franchise, they're definitely more back to horror. They went yeah. back to the roots, as is the old style that we are drinking. Especially it, Curse. Especially Curse went back to the the old sensibility. People wanted a, and even Don Mancini says this: people wanted a scary Chucky gun. They wanted, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. So. What's what really works about this flick is, uh, and I love this movie, I really do. Um, I don't love it as much the second time watching it as I did the first time, and I'll get into why. Okay. Um, that being said, it it works in a way that it almost acts like a soft reboot, but then isn't. It does, yeah. And that's kind of smart, actually, like because mm-hmm. it kind of threw the audience for a loop, because you thought you were getting one thing, like, oh, okay, so this isn't the Chucky that we knew, and this and that. And then you get towards like the last third of the movie, and the layers literally start to peel back, and you realize <laughs> that this is everything that you are familiar with, and it was just kind of wearing a new coat of paint that is now sort of chipping away. Look at you. Look at me. I'm like, a, I'm, like a, I'm like a modern day William Shatner with my words. William <laughs> Shatner, <laughs> modern day Bill Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what. <laughs> Is it a Bill Shakespeare or a Will Shakespeare? <laughs> he, he said. He said. He said William Shatner. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> no, I missed the 911. Oh my god. I'm just... 
Uh, I meant to say William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. <laughs> See, I and I knew you were going there because in my head I heard Shakespeare. Oh, I, did, I didn't even second guess it because I knew that's, that was what you were meaning anyways. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you, I'm happy that you understood my lack of knowing how to use words. <laughs> he was, he... He was oh just he was just using hyperbole. <laughs> you fuck right. Uh, I'm sorry. That was one of my favorite uh, <laughs> my favorite word gaps you've ever had. Hyperbole. This is my new favorite. Oh um, boy. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> that really did work with the movie. Um, so <clears throat> let's just let's just let's get the quick out of the way the plot out of the way quickly here. Yeah. Um, basically, you have. Uh, Fiona Dorf's character, Nico, she's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. You don't know why, but she's a uh, 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 paraplegic? No. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah par- par- paraplegic, paraplegic from the waist, waist, from the waist, waist down. down. Paralyzed, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, she kind of fucks up at the end of the movie. I don't know if you caught onto this or not. We'll get there. Actually, Again, we'll actually get there. at the beginning of the movie, too. Oh, did she? Yeah. She moves her knees a lot. Put it that way. Uh, no, I'm, there's there's actually a scene. Uh, it's it's about five minutes into the movie when her, so spoilers, obviously, Um, when her mom screams in the middle of the night when Chucky goes in and kills her mom. Uh, You can see that Nika is, she goes in to check on her mom and she goes into her bedroom and uh, Fiona Dorif is obviously on her feet walking because it's not, she's, she's got her face way too close in the, in the, uh, in the doorway to be in her wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And then when she turns to walk away, you can see her like rock, and take a couple steps away. Well, so I didn't pick up on that because you're you're kind of assuming what's off screen. In the scene that I'm thinking of at the end of the movie, she's dragging herself into the elevator mm-hmm. and she literally pulls her knees in. Like she literally like pulls her legs in oh, does by she? her legs. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, you're not supposed to be able to do that because those don't work. So uh <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Small, small potatoes though. Um so Nika's in a wheelchair. Uh, she's being cared for by her mother, even though she doesn't need to be cared for. No. Um, she uh, she had some. There's something else too. It's like a, a heart thing, I think. Yeah. There's like a, some heart thing where she got overstressed. It could cause her to something. They, they never, don't really go they into it. They never really explained it. It might just because I think it was. I think it was part of her being. It, it might have been uh, from her her being a paraplegic. I don't know if they're. Uh, more likely to throw clots or something like that. Could be or... something, yeah. Yeah. I so they never really explain it, but her she's sister also... was very worried about her getting overwhelmed right. though and, and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so uh her mother gets sent a uh, mysterious package in the mail. Turns out to be none other than the Chucky doll. Mm. And um then her mother dies a mysterious death. Yeah. Who do you think did it? This motherfucker sitting right here. That's who did it. <laughs> uh, those are well. First of all, so her mom is show, shown in the in the beginning of the movie painting sunflowers, and yep. she's cutting out a piece of paper at one point in time. Are those not the biggest scissors you've ever seen in your yes, life? Yes, I noticed that they're like clown scissors. They're huge, <laughs> and she ends up getting killed with those scissors. Those scissors. Which, Fucking huge. Fucking huge. <laughs> um, yeah, so she ends up dying, though. Uh, Chucky, obviously, is behind it. But you, here's the weird thing about this movie is you don't actually see Chucky be Chucky for a good solid 45 minutes into this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which, you see, you see the eyes move. You see one you, of one of my favorite things is when you just see uh, Alice is hugging him and his eyes, his, his pupils dilate really big. 
They yeah. get huge. Like, I, like, I, I love I, that part. I thought that was creepy <clears throat> and all, but I was a little bit bummed knowing that Brad Dorf was still the voice of Chucky. I did get really bummed out not hearing his voice for a long time, especially after the character had already been established. I thought that was a little bit weird. Well, you like you said, this was almost kind of a soft reboot, so they really kind of went by the formula of the original Child's That's Play, true. which That's you don't true. you don't hear you hear Charles Lee Ray yelling at uh, Mike Norris in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you hear him doing the Ade Due Dembella when he's like actually transferring his soul into Chucky, but you never uh, or into the good guy doll rather. You, but past that point. You don't actually see Chucky come to life until uh, Maggie's death, True. which is... Or, True. Wait, do you even see... Yeah, you do. You see him come to life and hit Maggie in the head with the hammer. But that's like... That's almost an hour into the movie, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. So, I guess you're right. I, I thought this it was This one just weird. was kind of following that formula where you're... Obviously, you know it's Chucky doing all these things, but that's you're the kind thing. of working up You're kind of waiting it. for it, though. Right. I felt that they maybe went a little bit too long. For me, personally, at least. But then once he comes... Alive, he's in action. Once he comes alive, he, he is in action. So, uh, so yeah, so after uh, Nika's mother dies, she's visited by her sister, her sister's husband, and their kid. And um, their kid is, like, this cute little girl named Alice or whatever, and she sees the Chucky doll, and she immediately just has this gravitation towards it. And now this is, like, her her buddy, mm-hmm. if you will. Foreshadow. <laughs> um, this is this is her good guy doll. It's like her her friend or whatever, and uh, so they're friend staying at the end. So they're staying they're staying at the house for a while, and uh, just you know hilarity ensues in the <laughs> ways of death and crazy stuff. Of course, people die. This and that. Chucky's behind it, and it isn't until later on. And again, spoilers, but isn't it's not until later on when um, who is it? Uh, Barb is uh, uh, Nika's sister is up in the attic looking for what's she looking for. She looking for Alice? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, because Alice is uh, because um, uh, uh, the 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 nanny, the au pair. What's her name? Oh, that's uh, Cody McCotterson. Yeah. Uh, Sarah. No, Sarah. that's not Sarah. Jill. No, Jill. Jill. Yeah. Cody McCotterson. <laughs> that works. So so Jill and Barb are having a, a little uh, uh, romantic. Trist which they totally and, set it up to where it's the husband fucking the nanny. Yeah. Which when I first saw her, I go, I really hope he's fucking the nanny. <laughs> because his wife seems like a fucking bitch. Yeah. And oh, uh man. like she sucks. They, so I really hope this dude like I'm not all for like like you know they for really, cheating or anything, but come they on. really did a good job of making you hate the mother, first of all. Because uh when the package is first delivered, the the UPS guy is chatting Nika up and he's sure. like actually genuinely interested in her and then Nika's like like I think he was flirting with me should I go ask him for his number ask him mm-hmm. on a date and uh, her mom goes you're beautiful honey and then she's like well should I go talk to him and she goes he was just being nice he, yeah like nobody nobody could ever love you the way you are and it's like geez mom you're kind of a cunt yeah yeah <laughs> and then burger and then they do a, and then they do a really good job of within the first five minutes of meeting Barb setting of her establishing up. she's exactly like she's her mother. exactly yep. like her mother and she's a douche yep and uh and and so yeah you uh you find out that her and the 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 nanny are having yeah, a thing that was a that was a twist that I did not see coming I didn't remember it so I yeah that neither was, did I it's right. been so long since we've seen this movie we watched right. it when it first came out and it's been a, it's been since 2013 since I've sure. seen this movie so yeah. I did not remember that at all and so I'm waiting for the husband to 
get either get caught or do whatever. And then when when it came out that the two of them were clamming out, like I just totally, <laughs> I I it completely caught me by surprise. Like I just didn't remember my was a twist. Clamming out. <laughs> Oh my god! I I didn't. It didn't make me like Barb's character anymore, though. She still sucked. Like she she was still a bitch. Well, yeah, it actually kind of made her worse. Kind of did. Yeah. It's like now you're cheating on your husband, you douche. But, but the husband knew, and he set up a nanny cam yeah. in Chucky mm-hmm. to catch her, and that was great. I actually really liked that aspect of the movie because there was a it, there was a, a point in time where he then accused Nika of doing all these terrible things, and so he checked the nanny cam, and then that's when he realized that uh, Chucky was actually, yeah. you know, Nika was telling him the truth. One of my favorite things about all Chucky movies, and and, and Chucky himself actually ends up uh, saying almost the same thing in uh, Cult of Chucky, one of my favorite things <laughs> is there's always naysayers. There's always sure. somebody saying, no, you're nuts, it's not the doll, you're just crazy, and blah, blah, blah. And then there's that there's that really satisfying moment uh, where that naysayer, about five seconds before they get it, they see him mm-hmm. and he's about to he's they, about they, to they kill him an and they're like, moment. oh fuck, yep. like how's it ha- how's it hanging and how's it hanging, Phil? Yep. And Phil's like, ah oh, shit, I'm a dick. Yep. And then he falls and breaks his neck. Like I I I, I I've always liked that part of Chucky because there's always that satisfying moment in all the movies where everybody's like, ah, shit. Yep. They were telling the truth. Yep. So and yeah, now, I'm, an and asshole. now I'm dead. J- jokes on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, this has nothing to do with anything. I loved the music in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. I thought the music was great and it wasn't until the movie was over and I saw who did the music that made me realize why I liked it so much. And both uh, this movie and Cult, mm-hmm. both movies were done by Joe LaDuca. Joe LaDuca did all of the Evil Dead movies. Mm. He did Um. 1, 2, Army of Darkness, and he's done a ton of other stuff since then. Uh, And Joe LaDuca is one of those guys where every score he does, I just love. Mm -hmm. I love his style. I love the way that he writes. I love all that. So that is a very high note in these movies as well, is the the music and the atmosphere that the music provides is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Really, really good stuff. Um, Here's what I didn't like. Uh, I thought that the character of Chucky was a bit misused in this and that they really didn't in in other child's play movies and I realized that they were trying to set a little bit of a different tone in this one mm-hmm. but once Chucky is is exposed like you know he's we talked about how Sarah was up in the up in the attic and she finds Chucky and he actually she notices that like, uh, not Sarah Barb or Barb sorry yeah. yeah Barb is up in the attic she finds Chucky now Chucky in the beginning of this movie I absolutely hated the way Chucky looked. Oh my God, he looked (laughs) awful. He did. And I was really bummed out about it. I was just like, God damn, I just can't get into this version of Chucky. Mm -hmm. Like, they they changed him too much, the animatronics, the whatever they did, they changed him too much. And then halfway through the movie... They uh, the 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 paint starts to peel back, if you will, literally, and you come to realize that this Chucky doll literally has latex on its face, 
covering up all the scars and the everything from the last couple of movies. Right. And so you go, okay, so this is still the Chucky from those movies. And from there on, it start the pieces start to fall into place about how this is still the same Chucky, same one from all the movies you've already seen. Mm-hmm. This is just a different narrative, but and, it's still the same Chucky. And that's where the tone shifts a little bit too, little because bit, yeah. up till that point, everything was really uh, like creepy and and. Tense and but everything. It still is. I wouldn't say this ever went into comedy or anything. It didn't go into comedy, but like once once she peeled the 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 latex off and you saw that it was the in stitches Chucky, and he, and he looked so much better. He looked oh, yeah. so well, much they, better. And his his hair, like he had weird, like really long shoulder length hair in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. It looked strange. Yeah. His hair has never been that long, but once she peeled the makeup off of his face. His hair changed all of a sudden to that classic sort of combed back, almost widow's peak yep. kind of Chucky that not we're the, used not to. Not the weird horseshoe that we have <laughs> yeah, uh, on that. this guy. <laughs> um, and the and the tone completely changed once you realize it was the old Chucky from the other movies. Mm-hmm. He he started to not like not like uh, Seed of Chucky and Bride of Chucky kind of comedy, but back to like child's play three type comedy he's he's, he's charles like, lee he, raising it yeah, charles lee ray like yeah, he's, 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 he's <laughs> making little quips and stuff mm-hmm. before he kills people and well, yeah so, so that brings me though to my my criticism is that those little quips and the things that he says before and after mm-hmm. there were so many missed opportunities that they just didn't use that that attitude of chucky that they should have done. Like what? And that kind of actually took me out of of the movie a lot. Like there's, he should have had one-liners. Like when he uh, swallows the key, for example, mm-hmm. he, there could that perfect opportunity for a one-liner after that. They left it blank. Nothing happened. There was uh, after um, after she smacks him, uh, or he axes her leg, or so. Yeah, he axes Nika's leg with a oh, or, yeah, or, yeah. With a, or with an axe or whatever yeah, with a, and then yeah. something happens he doesn't say anything when when she doesn't react to it or she hits him away he doesn't say anything like there's lots of places like that where the the chucky dialogue just kind of feels empty and mm. lackluster mm-hmm. like there's so many spots to interject his personality and it just wasn't there enough like yeah you know, one of the things that you love about Chucky are the one-liners mm-hmm. you know one of the, one of the things that I always had a hard time finding for our little things in the beginning of the movie or, or at the beginning of the podcast, the mm-hmm. little uh, the intros, is that Chucky doesn't have a lot of monologues. He has a lot of one-liners. Yeah. And this movie kind of didn't have either, even though this episode's intro was from this movie. <laughs> My point is, though, is that there weren't a lot of them, and there was a lot of space left open. They could have very easily put it in, and they just didn't. Well, that yeah, that's a good point. For the majority of this movie, he's not talking at all. And I wonder if that's I, because they wanted to keep him creepy and scary. But, but it once seems the like they wanted up, to, though, yeah. Well, it, it, like it once se- the jig is up, have him be Chucky again. He's he's Chucky. Like we we already know this character. It might have been a weird juxtaposition though. Like if you're it, it, they they set it up as almost classic slasher to begin with, and then to go back to, uh, I don't know, sort of. I but I guess that's how the original. Well, no, because he wasn't funny in the original Child's Play. But he still had the one-liners. Uh, yeah. He had a lot of one-liners still in the first one. Yeah. I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. That's all. Yeah. Um, I also don't know. They they also give uh, a completely different backstory to the Charles Lee Ray character in this movie. Yeah. Which, uh, basically, uh, so Nico's, Nico's mother was friends with Charles Lee Ray. Well, no, they met. Is they that met, what it was? Uh, Charles Lee Ray was friends with somebody at a barbecue that they were all at, and then he was. Was intru- it her dad? 
He was, was it her dad? Is that who it was? No, he was introduced. There, there was the guy. There was a guy at the barbecue who introduced Charles Lee Ray to uh, Nika's mom. Okay. And her dad. Okay. She was pregnant with Nika at the time. And uh, you you finally you finally come to understand that Charles Lee Ray drowned. Like everybody thought that her dad drowned in some freak accident, but it was actually Ch- Chucky that killed him. Yeah. And then Chucky ends up taking her hostage. I didn't like this part of the movie personally. No. He took her hostage and and like wanted to be be a family with her and stuff like. And I don't know. brought her a, and brought her sunflowers, which is why she was always drawing sunflowers in the beginning of the movie. Which I guess there's some sort of weird <clears throat> scars there or something. Yeah, stress but sort he of also thing Charles Lee Ray also stabbed the pregnant mother. In the stomach. In the yeah. stomach, which is why Nico is uh, a paraplegic. Paraplegic, yeah. So that's pretty dark. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Thank God they didn't show it because that would have been a real uh, oh, yeah. a real bummer of a scene. Yeah. But um, my question, though, is how does this fit into the lineage that we already have with Charles Lee Ray? At the time, Charles Lee Ray was dating Tiffany when the first movie, when he died in the first movie. Yet oh, this right. movie... Yet this movie seems to say that this just happened with kidnapping Nika's mother right before he went into that toy store and got killed. Well, he was a psychopath, so... <laughs> I guess he could have been doing both. Not only was he out but, murdering people, but he also had a couple of girlfriends on the side. I guess. I don't know. It just, it just <laughs> seems like... It just kind of seems like they fucked with the, the lineage a lot, and it didn't it doesn't work as yeah. much as I think they want it to. Yeah. You know, this is their idea of sort of thickening the story, but I think it more confuses it. Yeah. In my opinion, I like I like the character of Nika, uh, but I th- yeah I think the the backstory and how they brought him into the family was it was a little weird. Yeah, that whole plus like you know like we said, going back and trying to make uh, Brad Dourif look younger at the time, and he ended up just looking he like looks, Tommy Wiseau. He looks way older, quite frankly. Yeah, like, they tried to, they they tried to put a lot of makeup on him to make him look younger, but he did doesn't right <laughs> yeah it was he he's he bizarre yeah I'll, I'll say that was a fail like he that's another weird thing you you're expected to believe this took place almost 30 years ago and he looks like he's 70 years old i mean they <laughs> like, they, they did what they could uh, what, what else were they supposed to do really digitally dh him they did they used digital and a lot of makeup oh they must have downloaded like the phone app to do it then because <laughs> that did not look good <laughs> Um, I, I like this movie. I do. I like this movie a lot, way more than I like Seed. Obviously, Bride is still my favorite, but way more than I like Seed. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is just a good movie overall. It's yeah. a it's a good return to form, and it uh, at the very end of this movie, at least in the unrated cut, you had a very cool shocker ending that brought back a one Andy Andy Barclay. Andy Barclay back into it, played by Alex Vincent. Mm-hmm. Or if you're us, our friend Rob, because he looks exactly <laughs> like our friend Rob. <laughs> so much so, it was distracting and cult. Yeah. And um, uh, Alex Vincent is the original actor who played six-year-old Andy yep. Barkley in the yep. original movie. So. so he comes back or whatever, and, and <clears throat> Chucky... Uh, we, oh, God, we, so we have to bring this up. At the end of Curse, as the pieces keep getting put into place to where the old movies catch up, mm-hmm. you also see Tiffany... Tiffany shows up at the house later mm-hmm. and collects him. Um, so you have Tiffany's back. You have Andy's back at the very, very end. You know, all these characters are, well, are one, coming back into play. And one important thing that we can't skip over is he ends up, so he ends up hiding Alice, the young girl. Oh, yeah. 
And at the end of the movie, you see him successfully playing hide the soul with Alice. At least that's what you think he's doing. I mean, well, he is. That's what he's doing. Uh, yeah, sort yeah. of. It's explained in the in cult mm. what he was actually doing. So yeah, this is where I was confused. I was when you and I went to uh, watch. Did cult. we watch cult together? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When you and I went to watch Cult, I was like, I hope there's something in this movie that explains a couple of holes in the story for me. And one of them was the fact that at the end of Curse, you see him playing Hide the yeah. Soul with Alice. Which they did explain it. Right. And sort it, of. It, yeah. And, but but because, because between the end of the movie, where you see him playing Hide the Soul, and then the... Uh, the post credit scene, where you see him as Chucky again in Andy Barkley's apartment. Yes. Uh, he's he goes from presumably one body of a little girl to back to Chucky's body, and then the last thing you see is uh, Andy Barkley cocking a shotgun and, and saying, "Play with the play with this motherfucker," and blowing then he, his head off. Yeah, blows yeah. him away. Which is a, which is a great way to end the movie. Yeah, great, it was awesome. Great way. Yeah. Um, okay, so this brings us to Cult of Chucky. Yeah, this came out in 2017. Once <clears> again, <throat> Don Mancini written and directed. Uh, Chucky returns to terrorize his human victim Nika. Meanwhile, the killer doll has some scores to settle with his old enemies, uh, with the help of his former wife. So uh, this one, uh, Alex Vincent, like we said, is back as Andy Barkley. Brad Dorf's back as Chucky. Fiona Dorf is back as Nika. Um, new people that we have here is uh, you have Michael Michael Theralult. Theri- Theralt. Theralt. There we go. Uh, who plays da- creepy Dr. Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Santiago, who plays Carlos. Fucking Carlos, my man. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else was important here? Uh, you have Jennifer Tilly's back as Tiffany. Uh, Summer H. Howell is back as Alice, sort of, in one one scene, really. Um, is that pretty much it? Um, you have... Uh, Who else do we have here? Uh, her, I'm, I'm not on the page yet, but Hertig, what's the... Hertig. Uh, Michael Hertig, is it? I don't know who you're talking... Oh, Michael, Adam, yeah, Adam Hertig Adam plays Hertig. Michael. Yeah, he, oh, was, yeah, he, was yeah, actually, yeah. he was actually in Curse of Chucky as well. So there was three he different was, actors that were in Curse that made their way into Cult as different characters. Oh, as different yeah. characters? Yeah, there were, one of them was one of the cops. That was um, that was uh, Adam Hurtig. That was Adam Hurtig. And then there's two others that had small roles as well. So Adam... Oh, oh the girl the girl orderly. The Carlos is like equal, the girl. Oh, uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, that was Angela. Angela. Yeah, she was the... The FedEx, if you, I, I don't remember what company it is, but the FedEx driver that drops off Chucky to Andy Barclay in the deleted scene. Oh, that's okay. Her. All right. Uh, and then there's one other person too. Um, and um, uh, Adam Hertig was, um, he was a police officer. He was the he was the police. Oh, we didn't even talk about a Martinez's character in oh, in uh, Curse Curse of Chucky, which that was one of my favorite. The, deaths the priest yeah in the movie we didn't they, even talk about any of the deaths in this movie oh yeah what the hell's wrong with, oh my god we didn't even talk about kills <laughs> no because the movie was just that good James uh, there was lots of great kills there was lots of blood and um we're bad at this a Martinez died <laughs> <laughs> one of one, one of, of the Mar- one of the one Martinez's of the many Martinez's died <laughs> um no, that was that was one of my favorite kills in the movie because yeah, uh, no, he he ends up in a car accident and then the cop played by Adam Hertig says this is you know this is the priest I'm a parishioner at his at his uh, at his church 
and he's you just see him like pinned by some metal mm-hmm. and they're like well we, we can't get him out of there and he's like he's hurting get him out of there so they pull the metal away from him and the metal was the only thing keeping his head on his body <laughs> so his, <laughs> so his head falls off my god it was pretty awesome yeah um all right anyway cult of chucky cult of chucky um so yeah let's, so there's a, let's there's make a it a point to talk about the kills in this yes, movie well, because that's i feel really Let's. Bad that we didn't talk about him in the well, last movie. You know, kills are kills. There we was only there. a couple, though. Um, okay, so uh, they continued with the unrated cut on this one, obviously, because Andy Barclay is back. Of course. Which I'm pretty sure the unrated cut was the only way that Curse was released on home video. I think there might I have think you're right, there yeah. might have been a rated version, but it was not the widespread release. Yeah. So that makes sense that they would continue with this, especially being that they are directed to. Um, well, yeah, they were directed. They were directed to Blu-ray releases. So it probably was only the unrated cut. The rated cut was for Netflix. The rated cut of Cult of Chucky was for Netflix, yeah. Uh, well, Curse, I don't know if Curse was originally streaming as well. Oh, either. yeah, I'm not it sure. It might have been, but regardless of which. I'm glad that I held, like, I'm glad I held out to watch the unrated cut of Cult of Chucky. I agree. Because I agree. I, I'm not entirely sure what was added in. But everything that I saw on the screen in Cult of Chucky was necessary for my I agree my movie even, going even experience. a lot of the gore and stuff like that. There was actually a I couple think that's kills what it was. Is there was a lot of gore cut out. Yeah, and I, that I, did, I mean that doesn't make any sense. Don't so cut out the gore. One of the craziest things about this movie happens in the very beginning when you realize that Andy Barclay kept the head of Chucky half blown off on a stick in a safe in his house. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, <laughs> where else are you gonna ep- keep it? That's fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Jay brings up a good point. Where the hell else are you supposed to keep the head I don't know. of Chucky? In the freezer, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, the, he literally keeps his head though, like on a on a stick with half of his uh, half of Chucky's head blown off from the last scene in Curse. There's there's a weird relationship between the two of them in this I movie. I like how they play that. that I too. Almost kind of like it's 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 almost like they've become buddies. Like, you know it's, what I mean? It's like the, the reluctant, we're stuck with each other, make the best of it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. But like, like oh, Andy comes home from a date that didn't go well because she figured out who he was, and he just pulls out Andy's head, or, or pulls out uh, Chucky's head, and he goes, well, I guess it's just me and you again tonight, bud. Mm-hmm. But then he proceeds to torture him. So I guess maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's a Friday night thing. I don't know. And I took that the wrong way. At first I thought he said, Andy comes home with his date and pulls out Andy's head. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Um, but that was just crazy and epic. And and Chucky looks gnarly. Like, yeah, he looks that's, cool. That might be my favorite version of Chucky. Is just his head. Which, granted, though, has Chucky's head ever just uh, been able to exist without his body? I yeah, thought this. Yeah, yeah, in the first, in the first, very first child's play. Was it okay? Yeah, because there's the part where um, his head is—I uh, can't remember the name of the cop, but it was the cop with the sleazy must- mustache. He comes in, the head's all burnt up, and he's like, "This is what you're afraid of." And then all of a sudden, the body pops out of the ah, the register right. and starts strangling him. Yep, you're right. And the you're head's right. like, "Kill him." Um, but usually when Chucky gets dismembered, there's, uh, like, blood and muscle so and stuff underneath. That was, underneath. That was one about. of the things in, in Curse. It just his she, head popped off like a doll. She knocks his head off, yeah, and it's just a doll. Yeah, that, he's that always been sense. blood and guts before, so that's not... There's there's a something not right there. The continuity's off there. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, because I, I like my continuity to be good. <laughs> continuity? Is that what I just said? <laughs> I love... I like my cunts and nudity to be good. Whoa, James. <laughs> Language. Um, 
Yeah, that was weird. But you know what, though? I'm willing to look past it because of how cool Chucky's head yeah. looks on that on that spike. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you have Nika now is in a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes her that Chucky did it, as as is typical fare in these movies. Mm-hmm. So she's now in the mental asylum. She meets uh, Men- Michael. Mental asylum. That's a weird way. Insane asylum? Insane asylum. Mental. Uh, hospital. Uh, mental hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Psych hospital. I don't know. Whatever. You Whatever. know, we everyone knows what we're talking about. She's um, in the nut house. She's in the nut house. She meets Michael. He seems nice. She proceeds to fuck Michael, and then realizes that he's the crazy person. And, <laughs> <laughs> and his name's not his name's not Michael because at the time he thought he was Michael Phelps. <laughs> Turns out his name is Malcolm and they call him multiple Malcolm because he's got <laughs> the, the look on her face when she realizes I just fucked the crazy guy <laughs> is the greatest look I think that I've seen on any character in this entire franchise. Like they're, they're, that moment, that singular moment was my favorite <laughs> moment I think of all these movies. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> this moment of stark realization, like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so that's yeah. So I, uh, her doctor who you come to find out molests her when oh, she's God. under hypno- hypnotherapy. What a creep. Did you realize, too, what they what, what he was using for hypnotherapy? I don't know if this is something that they actually use in real life, but he was using the synchronization technique from uh, Exorcist the Heretic. You remember the, the second, uh, the terrible, the terrible sequel to the movie. What did they, the they use, though? They use that flashing light, the strobe oh, yeah, light, yeah, yeah. to uh, to to um, hypnotize Reagan. I mean, I feel like it'd give her more of a stroke than anything, but well, maybe maybe it'll hypnotize you. Not a stroke, more like a seizure. Mm. I don't think flashing lights cause strokes, but... I think they might, actually. Seizures. Not strokes. Mm. A stroke is like a like a popped blood vessel. Okay, well, whatever. In your brain. Whatever, maybe maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But um, yeah, no, I didn't notice that. But you're right. Yeah, it is exactly the same thing. I am right. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm, mm, that was you're, a, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so yeah, so her her doctor is a is an absolute fucking creep, yeah. and decides in their group therapy session, uh, nobody wants her there because everybody thinks that she is this crazy person mm. and this and that, and. Uh, the doctor seems to think that it's a great idea to pull out a Chucky doll in order to help her heal. Yeah. Yeah, why not? That seems that seems <laughs> great great doctoring there, doc. Um it's so I like I understand I understand the idea of facing your uh, Facing your fear or facing the thing that traumatizes you as a part of the uh, um what do they call it? Not conversion therapy. Um, oh, uh, it, is it Im- immersion therapy? Or? Immersion uh, could be immersion therapy, where they immerse you in. Yeah, like whatever, if you're afraid. Of, was, like yeah. if you're afraid of spiders, they make you hold a tarantula. You sure. know what I mean? Again, Dick Doctor. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I understand that. But like the the what could. You just transfer. Sorry, <laughs> uh, keep that. Keep that for the uh, for the recording. Hey, we, we keep everything here, man. You just transferred this person who uh, who, for all intents and purposes, everybody thinks is a nut job. Yeah. You just transferred her from a high security mental institution to a, a mid security mental institution. Just that in it, in and of itself, like a, a big transfer like that, could be enough to kind of mess somebody up for a little while. Sure. 
like they'd have to get back to back to center. But she was doing really, really well, <laughs> in all fairness. Her first day there, he pulls out a Chucky doll. It's like, dude. Sure. Maybe like ease into it a little bit. <laughs> Not at all. You know what I mean? Not at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the stuff that happened to this uh, at this in this hospital was was weird. Like they like they gave a mental patient a frame with glass in it, which you would never give somebody in that situation. Well, you just wouldn't. Well, the people there weren't on suicide watch. Not, this, not this suicide was a, watch. This was a but... place for people who were. Like in recovery, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I know. I, I still feel as though that wouldn't happen. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. maybe, maybe I don't, I'm wrong. I don't really know too much about the inside of men. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just so. thought that was weird. They gave her a, a glass uh, picture frame with Alice's picture in it, though. Yeah. Like that's just weird. I kind of feel like they wouldn't really do that. But um, anyway, well, I, you have, uh, I, Carlos. Carlos is her uh, her orderly that's taking care of her. I really like Carlos. I like Carlos a lot. He's a cool guy. Uh, in the deleted scenes, kind of a douchebag though. Not really. No. I mean, I well, did, he, he was okay, doing it he for was, good reasons, but he was still selling pictures of her based on the whole Chucky massacre. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's kind of justified, right? Yeah, his kid was sick or something No, it, was, like it, it wasn't his kid. It was his husband. His husband. That's right. His, his husband. husband had MS. That's right. That's right. And he's like, I just want to take, where did he want to take him? He wanted to take him on, uh, like, um, he wanted to take him to Greece or something like yeah. that. Like, he wanted to go... All his husband wanted to do before he died was go to this one place. Yeah. So he was, yeah, it was kind of a dick move, but... It's a mushy he, dick. <laughs> he was selling photos to Perez Hilton <laughs> of uh, of Nika Which, holding a Chucky doll. Said he could get some extra cashola to take take his husband movie, or, to, on a nice vacation this movie, before he died. This movie was made in 2017, though. Way to date yourself with Perez Hilton. I'm pretty sure Perez Hilton <laughs> hasn't been popular since, like, at least 2014. No, Perez Hilton's still around. Is he still? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I haven't heard anything about him in a long time. Well, I, I, it's because you don't have Fox and you don't watch TMZ or something like that. I have no idea. That's very <laughs> true. I how feel that, so fortunate. How now. do we even know about? It? I think that isn't that why we know about Perez Hilton? Is know. that how we know who he is? Is because of, of TMZ? Probably. I, I feel like it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he ran some big uh, website or where he would post uh, basically like TMZ style yeah, news. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was his yeah. his website, but I. I don't visit PerezHilton.com, so I don't you. So I feel like the only place I would have heard about it is back when I had Fox and Aaron and I would watch TMC. That's true. You know what I mean? It could have been. So, but um, anyway, yeah. So she's a. So she's there. The Shucky doll is now also there. Sounds like you said Shucky. Shucky. Shucky dolls are also there, and then uh, you end up realizing that there's more than one Chucky doll because who else gets one? Um, uh, Madeline. I can't think of her name. Well, yeah. Ma Madeline. Madeline takes the first one. She's this woman who you find out. This is terrible. You find out later in the movie she uh, killed Suffocated killed her, her infant child, her son, I think, uh, because he wouldn't stop crying, and yeah. she kind of had a mental break and ended up smothering him. It was just Class awful. Classic pillow move. Really, <laughs> fuck you. It's really <laughs> terrible. And then another Chucky doll shows up. Uh, why? Why? Another one shows up. It's just mailed to well, the doctor, right? Because Alex Vincent brings it. That's no, no, no. The third he one. no. He brings he brings the third one at the end of the movie. Yeah. So we're talking about. So you have the one that the doctor brings. Yeah. You have the one that that. Oh no no. You're, okay. I'm the sorry. one that the doctor brings. Uh, Madeline. Madeline. Takes Madeline over ends and, up getting that one. You're right. So the second one comes from. It's just. It's. Is it mailed there? I forget. It, it is. Yeah. I don't remember when it happens though. I know, that, really I know that the one that Andy brought with him 
was mailed. I know that one was mailed because he mailed it yeah. so that it was there. Yeah. Because he, that was he, his way and of... And he purposely cut its hair he, so that he, he would know exactly. that particular doll because he had hidden something. Exactly. To use against it. I feel this is going to be very confusing to people that haven't seen this movie. Yeah. There's also a lot going on, so maybe just watch the movie and you'll understand what we're saying. Yeah. It'll make a lot more sense. But um, but yeah, so Andy, Andy's story is really weird in this because I've kind of felt like it was an afterthought up until the very end. Because <coughs> I, yeah. he doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the story up until the last quarter of the movie. I feel like a lot of things that happened in this movie happened for a very specific reason. And I think that reason is setting up the TV show that Don Mancini is currently working on. Correct. Um, um, would, you care, like, would you care for an old style? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank right, you. Well, there you go. Uh, the 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 int- the reintroduction of Andy, starting with Curse. I feel like that was all leading up to the TV show. Mm-hmm. If it was a, a thought in his mind at the time. Yep. Uh, the reintroduction of Alice, the introduction of the cult, quote unquote, of Chucky. The idea that he can actually put himself Wait, into multiple. The reintroduction of Alice. You mean Kyle? I. Uh, Tiffany, I meant. Oh, Tiffany, okay. But yes, also the reintroduction of Kyle, Kyle which was from, amazing from at the Child's end. Play 3. Yeah. So they're really they're really opening Child's up. Child's Play 2 was no, Kyle. No, 3. Kyle two. was... 3 was the... Yes, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, but my point is though, they're opening up all these different avenues mm-hmm. for new stories, mm-hmm. which I think is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that way, I mean, because I've always wondered, like, how are you going to do a TV show about Chucky... Uh, because if you think about it, like in a in a linear fashion, it really doesn't make that much sense. But when you have this idea that okay, Chucky can now put himself into multiple bodies, you have Kyle, you have Nika, you have Andy, you have Tiffany, you have uh, Chucky himself. Mm-hmm. That's five or six different threads right there that you can follow. Yeah. So that's so many different stories that you can follow. And they're still doing movies. Right, but they said they're still going to continue movies as well. Right. So. What I love about this is if you haven't, so all these different multiple Chucky's show up, and you come to find out, and this has a lot to do with Curse of Chucky, where you think he's playing hide the soul correctly, turns out Chucky's figured out a way to not necessarily transfer his soul from one to the next. He can do that too, but he's figured out a way to basically like duplicate his soul. Right. Or bring other Chucky's to life. Right. They don't really go into detail as to how he do, how he learned it, well, you but can, he learned it. Well he no, he does. He says he says he found it in a Voodoo for oh, yeah, Dummies book. Voodoo for Dummies book. <laughs> which kind of brings back the humor, quite and it's, frankly. And but. it's literally just uh it's it's a it's a difference in the second word in the chant. Instead of Ate Due Dumbella, it's Ate Ah shit. I should have written it down. It's Ate something else. Ate duty. Ate quadra dembella yeah. or something like that. Um, so um, now you have one, two, three. There's four Chuckies that are alive. Three of them are in the psych ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the short-haired one I loved, uh, Andy ended up actually hiding a gun into the Chucky, <laughs> and he kills it with the... So here's a kill that I loved. Is Andy Barkley just stomping the fuck out of that Chucky after he takes the gun out of him is quite possibly one of the gnarliest kills in the entire movie. See, I like the sister kill to that one, which was when Nika becomes uh, possessed by Mm -hmm. Chucky and ends up doing that exact same kill to the doctor. Oh, yeah. She's wearing the heels that he put on her and just smashes his face to bits. That was 
gruesome. That was really gruesome. Like that was there's the that gore. Was, there's was a lot of the gore they with, probably cut out for the uh, yeah, rated version. That was on par with. Uh, have you ever seen um, the movie uh, Irreversible? No, I haven't. With there's, the, the fire extinguisher. There's a fire yeah, extinguisher. I know scene. all about it. I was like, yeah. uh, it, that one is even more gnarly. But this one was on par, I'd say. Like it, it was like a sixty percent of what the irreversible one is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, those, I love those kills, though. They, they were awesome. Like they were the, just great. The drill through the back of the head was fantastic. Really good. Uh, yeah, the kills looked really good in this movie. Yeah. Oh, dude. The uh, the, the does does compressed air thing? Do, does that mean what I think it means? And then he smashes oh. it on the ground, and it which goes up play, to that huge which skylight. Which was a play on Seed of Chucky. Yeah, because oh, yeah. there was the uh, the honeymooning couple that got killed by the glass. Oh, uh, bri- bride of Chucky. Bride of was Chucky. Was it bride? Yeah, I thought it was seed. No, they were in the honeymoon suite, and and the two you're right, kids you're right, were in the you're right. yeah. But the, they, the, the glass, glass shattering. Falls and, yeah, it cuts the cuts the chick's cuts head off. Head. That was crazy. It's fantastic! It looks so <laughs> I good. Loved it. It was uh, so good. What else is far? Um, what else is far? Carlos, when he gets it, it's really good because it's the three Chuckies all at the same time killing him in mm-hmm. different ways. Mm-hmm. One's got a, a drill. One's got a knife and one's got a broken bottle. Yep. Slices his guts open. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I I what this movie did successfully is it actually made me excited for an eighth installment in a franchise. It made me excited for the TV show. Well, both. Yeah. yeah. My point is though like at, at this stage in the game, there's seven movies in. It's really hard to keep the franchise fresh and mm-hmm. want people to see more. Yeah. And they've successfully done that. Yeah. The And I feel like they went in, we were talking about this, I feel like they went in waves. Like, they started off with the original Child's Play was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then you gradually went to comedy. sort of more comedy. And then, now it's back and to then horror. And then it's dipping back down to horror. I You're going back, go back up to, to comedy. comedy. Like, yep. I, I feel like Mancini's kind of got a good formula going what do you think? Here. What do you think, though? Curveball, the next movie, straight drama. <laughs> Just... Just Chucky. Like a- it's Chucky. He makes friends with a guy who owns a record store. He's walking around the record store just talking about life and how uh, he's having girl problems. And um, Oh, you're talking more like a coming-of-age sort of tale. Well, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Chucky in Say Anything. <laughs> Chucky in Clerks. <laughs> that'd, be, um, that'd be fantastic, by the way. One thing I did not like, uh, I, I like the idea that Chucky uh, possessed Nika at the end of this movie. Yep. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, so I, he did high he did play hide yeah. the soul completely for the very first time and you have Nika now Brad Dorf's daughter who is now basically the embodiment of Charles Lee Ray. I liked I liked that and I liked I liked the way she looked like her hair was suddenly like big and and like really wild and she had the red scarf on and she kind of had this like you know, she looked a little bit like Chucky. I hated the way she acted though. Acted though. Uh, it was kind of cringy to me, like yeah, when she's I, she like grabs her she grabs her boobs and she goes, "There's perks to being supernaturally possessed." And I was like, she was trying to yeah, do his like she was trying to do his New Jersey well, accent a little too much. What weirded me out even more is that the the Ch- the Chucky doll that was inhabited by her father is now in her. Now the father is grabbing his daughter's boobs. Well, you got to take into consideration that it's not. Father and daughter weird. in the movie. It's still weird. It's still weird. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, we got to come on. We got to move yeah, on to I, Child's Play 2019. You got quick, one though, more thing to say. That wasn't actually Chucky because the real Chucky is still ahead in Annie Barclay's room. So that's not the real Chucky. So I'm very curious how this is going to work out because that's not the real Charles Lee Ray. That was just a duplicate that is in Nika. 
it's all still Chucky though. It, but but it's not. There's a no because they're all different. An, Their voices were different. Yeah, that they, was one of the things that I thought was weird. I go, I actually mentioned to him, I go, I think I think that um, that Brad Dourif starting to show them. his age yeah. a little bit because he can't do the Chucky voice as well as he used to be mm-hmm. able to. And then I read that those were all specifically different because they're different versions of Chucky. No, you didn't read it. I said it to your well, face. Well, I also read it too, though. <laughs> you are one hundred percent correct. <laughs> But my point is, though, so that's not... Give me my propers, So Mike. that's not the real Charles Lee Ray. Right. It's a clone. Right. So the only real one is... It's uh, still in Andy's house. Yeah. So at the end of this movie, you've got uh, Nika, who's now possessed with Charles Lee Ray, making out with Tiffany. Also, there's a <laughs> Tiffany doll in the back of the car. It's it's all kinds of crazy there's shit There's so going many on, fucking so. weird lines. Yeah, like I said, there's plenty of threads to follow. So we, uh, we're running out of time. Yeah. Let's get to the new one yeah, real quick. And... Um, Let's yeah. It sucks. The end. What? What? I liked it. I hated it. Really? I absolutely fucking hated it. Really? Yeah. We are. I, I kind of felt like that was going to happen. Okay. So Child's Play 2019. Just real quick. Lars Kev, uh, Kevberg. Not real quick. I mean, like I, <laughs> we got you know we got 10, 15. No fairness. Let's talk about it's it. only twelve twenty in the morning. We're actually early for the end of the show. <laughs> oh, it's morning. Let's get out our coffee, have some crepits, and we'll have a day. Um, Child's Play 2019, directed by Lars. Uh, Cleveberg, um, after moving to a new city, young Andy Barclay receives a special present from his mother, a seemingly innocent buddy doll that becomes his best friend. Uh, when the doll suddenly takes on a life of its own, Andy unites with other neighborhood children to stop the sinister toy from wreaking bloody havoc. Hmm. You have Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. Did way better than I thought he was going to. I actually completely forgot it was Mark Hamill. So I will give that credit to that. I agree with you, and it's it's because he, uh, I like going into it. I thought that he was going to try and be more like the classic Chucky, where he's like quippy, and and stuff like that. It wasn't, but it, really it, it was that it, way at this all. version of Chucky because it's AI. It's almost like well, it's got a, a limited amount of vocabulary. It, it at takes, first. It, well, it takes in the information that it that it can see, and then it reacts to it in a very sort of. Um, Mechanical uh, sort of way. Yeah, mechanical, like limited way. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. Well, because I mean, it is limited. It's right. still learning. Right. So especially in the in the very beginning, it doesn't have all the, the language. It doesn't it doesn't know how to say everything. So it's, right. It's just kind of working within its parameters from from the company. Right. Are we um, having fun now? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that being said, I was more worried that I was wasn't going to not hear the Joker, and I actually completely forgot that it was Mark Hamill until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. So that actually worked. That was one of my main concerns. I still don't like his voice compared to Brad Dorff's, if we're comparing. Oh, sure, of course. I mean, but, Brad um, Dorff will but I, but I did forget chucky. about it. You have Aubrey Plaza, who plays Karen Barclay. <clears throat> There's three in one episode, man. Mm. These were good movies. I'm about, um, to, I'm about to hit you with four. Aubrey, Brian Tyree Henry is Detective okay, Mike Norris. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Favorite character of the entire movie. Hands down, 100%. Uh, I Mike fucking, Morris? Yes. Yeah, I, I loved, loved his character. Yeah, he was great. Loved his character. Mm-hmm. I want to be friends with him. <laughs> like, I do. He was like Carl Winslow, just 20 years younger and way cooler. <laughs> he was. He was, uh, he rem- <laughs> who the hell did he remind me of? Carl Maybe it was Carl Winslow. It was Carl Winslow. <laughs> the, it, his, his style of kind of awkward... Uh, his relationship with his mother was hilarious. Oh, yeah, I love that. I loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. His kind of awkward awkward humor, though, I, I can't, it, it made me think of somebody, and I can't remember who it is now. Yeah, yeah it doesn't know. matter. Uh, let's see no, I, I loved him, though. He's a great character. And his mom, his mom was so sweet. What? Go ahead. Oh, go. 
No, go ahead. I was going to say, Gabriel Bateman, who plays Andy Barkley. Uh, Gabriel Bateman's been in actually a lot of stuff for as young as he is. Um, he said, I don't have it written down, but he has been in a lot of stuff if you want to look it up. He did, um, uh, he did a great job, I thought. Yeah, he was good. He actually was really good. Um, you have David Lewis, who plays Shane. Uh, Shane and Phelan, played by Beatrice uh, Kit- Kitsos. Um, I actually like those two a lot. These are the two, the two friends that Andy makes uh, in his new town. Mm-hmm. I actually like them a lot. For, for only knowing Andy <laughs> for a very f- brief period of time, they became friends fiercely friendly with him <laughs> like they were really good friends uh-huh. like he had like he had only known them for like what a week or so and he was having a problem they called him right on his doorstep like you rang or here like like those kids are fucking loyal um <laughs> well yeah they're city kids man i'm just saying though but but still <laughs> I, don't though, know, I, like, I don't know what that means but i think city kids are loyal you stick with your own man <laughs> i grew um, up in the sticks i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Um, then the, uh, Mike's mother, play, uh, Doreen, played by uh, Carlise Burke. She was fantastic mm-hmm. up until she uh, met her demise. Spoilers. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. We should mention, by the way, we know this movie Heavy just spoilers. came out. We're going to talk about all the spoilers. Yes. So if you don't want to hear it, go watch the movie. <laughs> Pay $15 to own it <laughs> on VOD and then come back to us. Yeah. yeah that's, a, <laughs> that's a thing that we did. That is a thing we did. Okay. Uh. Um, and then you also have Tim Matheson, just to round it out. Tim Matheson, who plays Henry Caslan, uh, who is the the uh, president of the toy company that makes... Caslan Corp. Caslan Corp, that mm-hmm. makes the Buddy Dolls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in this movie, um, the the, my, the Buddy Dolls um, are taking the place of the Good Guy Dolls. Uh-huh. They look nothing li- alike other than like a color scheme. I hate the look of these toys. Of the of the Chuckies, I I I fucking hate them. I um I, I could did. not get past this the visual look of the Chucky in this movie. I think I, so. Me first. My very first note <clears throat> on this movie that I wrote down is God, buddy, looks so stupid, yep. and he's creepy as hell. He's the doll version of like Team America type puppets. He is, but that's awful. But it got it became more endearing to me as the movie mm-hmm. went on. It actually got worse to me as the movie went on. Really? Yeah, because here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. In the original Child's Play movies, the reason that the character of Chucky works so well is because you believe that the doll is alive. You believe that it has a personality of a man, Mm -hmm. and you believe that it is operating under its own influence. Mm -hmm. You do not get that in this movie at all. Like, at, at all. I don't believe that this AI Chucky is is real. I see, don't I, believe I, that it's See, I was I was able to... Where's the off button? Just turn it off. Guess what? It's not a threat anymore. I was able to... I was able to... Com- I mean, that's, that's a good point. There's probably an off button somewhere, right? When Chucky is creepily staring at Andy in the middle of the night, which actually was pretty fucking creepy. Yeah. Just turn it off. Yeah. Pull the batteries, dude. Yeah. Guess what? Nothing bad would have happened. Take the batteries out of them. Nothing bad. The only reason that anything bad in this movie well, takes place is because creepy douchebag uh, janitor dude found him and put him back together hold, hold in a very though. Iron Man sort of way. Yeah, he did. <laughs> hold on though. You you also have to consider like this is this is not your old school, your old style. Chucky, where you can flip him over and open a open a door on his back and there's, you know, Eight, an, eight double A batteries in there. There's okay. There's, like th- think about think about your so Caslin Corp. I, I would say is probably comparable to Apple. 
in real life. Probably. I can't take the battery out of this phone. But right? there's an off switch. There is an off switch, but... Uh, and guess what? When it's off, it can't turn itself back on. Well, he... Yeah, God. <laughs> that's that's kind of ruining it for me. It is. It's so true, though. Like, it, it's... it's. Yeah, because there would be a way to power him down. And it's just a machine. You could literally smash it with a with a friggin' sledgehammer and destroy it, and it would stop working. Like, well, which they did, but at, at some point, at some point, it became more clever than they were, you know? Only because it got put back together by Creepazoid Janitor guy, though. His death if, was cool, if, by the way. It was, it, was, it was really cool. <laughs> but if, if it wasn't for him, that movie would have ended right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he did it, so that's I not get that. where the movie but ended. The reason that Chucky, though, is scary in the original <laughs> movies is because there's not an off switch for him. He is a living being. Like, he's flesh and blood. He's not a machine. He's not he's not fallible to the laws of physics, like he, you know, well, so to speak. He's he's real, you know what I'm saying? And he can get put back together because he's spiritual. See, I would okay. Like, there's so yeah. much more creepy stuff about the original no, Chucky than I, there was for this one. I do agree with you. But on on that note, I was able to separate the idea of what Chucky was in the original from the idea of what he was in this. Yeah. And the idea of AI going nuts is kind of a scary thing. It is. Because it's possible. I, agree. I also want between, to point out... Between these two movies, between Child's Play uh, 1989 or whatever it was, yeah, and Child's Play 2019, the two possibilities, this one is a much more real possibility. There's not going to be any dolls that are inhabited by somebody's spirit running around killing people but the idea of ai going nuts is a yeah, very it wouldn't real be possibility this, this this version of chucky was basically a cross between a good guy and amazon alexa that was basically that's basically what it is in, yeah. in a robot mm-hmm. um here's the thing if a toy company and i understand that caslan was not just a toy company they were like a huge tech company and mm-hmm. all this stuff the technology that is in this buddy doll if if one little dude overseas in a place can just turn off a couple of uh, things this technology would change the world. That's it. The, wouldn't be just in a toy. That is another thing that I said. I was I, I <laughs> so said, that's a little unbelievable that this technology just exists in a toy. Like, right. come on. That is another thing I said. Is it why was it so easy for that employee to access all of these uh, guard, like safeguards in Buddy's code? Because they and really change it. I'm also really shocked. Speaking of the guy that that turned it off, they opened the movie with basically like slave labor camps across seas. Like, you know what you hear about the the Apple. Uh, it has been the news a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple. And they well, actually showed the Apple, dude. Microsoft they too, actually showed everything. the dude jump from the roof and commit suicide. Yeah. I'm shocked there wasn't backlash in this movie about them profiting off of these horrific working environments that were taking place overseas. I mean, you could say that about a but ton of movies Sure, no, I sure, but this was done for entertainment, though. Like, it was. I'm just surprised there wasn't more backlash over it. I really am. Well, I don't know. That's there just, was, it's there was just a, weird, man. There that was, was a, bad taste, <laughs> quite yeah, frankly. Well, no, there, there was Not a... Not an apple. I don't think so, necessarily. Like, it, it, it's a weird movie for this kind of stuff to come up in, but there was a certain... I like movies that can inject social commentary without getting too in your face about it. And yeah. there was a lot of that in this movie. There was the the bad working con- conditions overseas. There was the idea that we're too dependent on uh, on technology these days. There was, uh, at the end of the movie, after all this shit happens, uh, Henry Caslin or whatever his name is, the, the head of the corporation, issuing... Uh, 
not even an apology, but basically saying, uh, Kaslin Corp is not really responsible for anything that took place. And yeah. and he's and he's on and he's, and he's, he's not yeah. in person when he's saying this. He's just on a screen somewhere. Yeah. He's just yeah. like this almost like it's kind of that nameless, faceless not faceless obviously, but just kind of the the talking head of a big corporation saying mm-hmm. Saying, yeah, we we don't take responsibility for anything that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was there was a lot of <clears throat> kind of social commentary injected into this movie, but like I said, without being completely in your face and obnoxious about it. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I I don't know. It's still I don't know. It just didn't land for me. You know, like I was watching it. and I was trying to get into it, and and honestly, the the third act of the film, I did find myself kind of like leaning towards my TV. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh god what's going to happen like I was, I was i was drawn into it even though i didn't like it i the only way that i can describe it is like excuse me it's like the way that um i sometimes like stinky cheese <laughs> um it's like sometimes stinky cheese tastes good you know it's not it's not it good yes it no, is no it's not good but it is and like even though it's good sort of in a bad way you've ever eaten something you're like this is terrible and i can't stop eating it <laughs> that's what this movie was for me like I know that it's not good. Yeah, I can tell there you. I can just tell you what enough about it that I was like drawn to it. Still, uh, I don't know. Pot potted meat product potted. from the Shell station in Bad X. <laughs> potted meat product. That one's for Greg if you're listening wow. out there. Um, um, no, that's what this movie was to me. Like I didn't like it yet. I yet I was drawn to it still for some strange reason. And see, I, I don't know why. I'm kind of the opposite. I went into it thinking I'm gonna hate this. Because from the trailers and like you and I, we could you, you could roll back our old episodes, sure. us talking about you know before this movie came out and talking about all the little uh, the, the, the bits of information that were coming yeah. out and us just going why why are you doing this? Yep. And so I started this movie going, I'm gonna hate this. And so my first note when I wrote this down, I said, God, buddy, buddy looks stupid. And that was the last really negative thought that no, I had about this me, movie. I mean, there were other, I had other issues with it, but I found myself smiling at it a lot more than I did sneering at it. Yeah. And, and, I, and even buddy, like I actually really liked buddy. I didn't, I, because I was, I wasn't thinking him, thinking of him as a sentient being the way Chucky is. I was thinking he was almost more like a puppy. Like he was learning, sort of, he was learning. As it, he was always right at Andy's side. I kind of like I, I, I sort of liked the idea of, of what he was. Yeah, it was sort <laughs> kind of, of annoying. well, like a puppy. Like a puppy's always right under your heels, and you're like, "Will you just fucking leave me alone?" But they just love you so much that they want to be around you all the time because you're the person who's providing everything for them. And so I kind of started to see Chucky in this movie as that, and I, yeah. I sort of liked it. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't do it. You know, I I do like how they pointed out in the movie. Like, sir, I had a lot of problems with it. Like, Andy's way too old playing with dolls. You know, or well, he even addresses you know, that in the well, movie. Well, that's though. what I'm saying. I like how they address the fact that he's way too old for it, and they also address the fact that this is super cliche and that this is how the robot apocalypse happens. Yeah, like they really pointed that out. So I'm like, okay, they put it on front screen at least. So it's like, okay, at least they're conscious that this is what people are going to say about mm-hmm. the movie. Um, but then you, what you're talking about how he learns, I kind of thought this movie did the complete opposite of what most, of what the horror community tries to rally against. This movie sort of kind of gave credence to. Like what? And that, um, 
uh, when they're watching, um, what, what horror movie are they watching? Uh, Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah. So they're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and the kids are just like laughing about it and this and that, saying how ridiculous it is. Yet Chucky's watching the screen, and he's just absorbing all the violence on the screen. And then he turns around, and he goes into the kitchen, and he grabs a kitchen knife. Mm -hmm. And what that, what that scene says is that it illustrates that if you watch violent movies, you will become and learn to be a violent person. And that is something that the horror community always rallies against. And that's exactly what that scene was. He watched it and go, oh, okay, this, I understand that from his perspective, it was, oh, this makes Andy laugh. I'm going to try to make him laugh. That was the perspective of him, but it was definitely still him being influenced by what he was seeing on TV, which, which f formed Chucky into the murderous killer that he became. I think, and I, and I, I think I, you I didn't, could... I didn't like that because I thought that was very much kind of anti everything the horror community works against because I think if you're you could in look that community, at it, you know it's not true. I think you could look at it more as a satirical thing because because there are so many people who don't understand the horror community who say, oh, these movies are poisoning the minds of our children. And then you have this little being who takes in this information and immediately tries to uh, reenact what it's seeing, but then, but then you have the kids who are not they're doing that. They're just laughing and sitting there and having a good time, and they turn around and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I definitely see your point. I think it's probably think it, more satirical than anything. I definitely see your point. I don't know that it was intentional one way or the other. If the satire was intentional or if that was, mm -hmm. I think it's about a fifty-fifty split. Honestly, I'd say being that it's coming from people who make horror movies probably more likely that it's, it's coming from a studio though, people but who, it's also coming from a studio this was not made by people in the horror community at least you know like the, the director wasn't like, like a i don't know like it, this to me was this was a studio horror movie this was not a a horror movie community made movie if that makes sense yeah like you know so the, the notes they would have gotten on this movie and all that would have come from people that are not a part of that community whatsoever well that's the same with any movie though hmm not any movie. Sure, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe this isn't important. I just, this is just what I got out of it. I thought it was weird. I thought it was it not. Yeah. I personally, was, I would I say know. that's more satirical. I think if there's anything we can agree on, the score by Bear McCreary. It was good. Was fucking. It fantastic. was very very good. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. It was hard hitting, but it also <laughs> uh, it, like hard hitting with the uh, like the the backbeats, like the. But he took elements of the original. Child's Play score mm -hmm. with uh, like the the like little kids piano. Well, we talked about how he did the entire score basically using kids toys. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, and you well, always, the kids toys, and then you well, know adding yeah, adding but beats you almost don't even it. realize that they are that because it works so well. Yeah. So Bear and Bear McCreary is a, a fucking oh, yeah, genius a fucking when, it, when it comes to music. Yeah. Um, we can also agree that this was for Tupac. Pardon. So we can agree oh, that this is for Tupac. Okay. It's the single greatest scene in the entire movie. Come on. <laughs> you lost me for a second, and then I remembered, yeah. <laughs> single greatest scene. Um, okay, let's get to something that I did like a lot. Okay. I already mentioned this. The third act, where they are in Zed's toy store, where uh, where Andy's mom works. Yeah. And it's going to be the, re the launch of the Buddy 2. And this is kind of where the shit hits the fan in terms of like, the, the showdown between Andy and Chucky. Mm-hmm. 
I loved everything about this in terms of how they handled the third act. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Like the action, the kills, the the atmosphere. I thought it worked so well. I yeah. thought it was great. Um, the the spoilers, guys. False flag of them killing Mike. I legitimately like, yelled at my screen. They fucking killed Mike. Like, oh, I knew he wasn't dead. I didn't. I'm like, I, I thought they were going to fucking kill him. Nah. He was he, such a lovable guy. That would have been the biggest dick move for the, the, the filmmakers to do, but it would have been effective. But they already killed off his mom. Like, that was like the big well, kick in the nuts, you know? Maybe they hated that family. I don't I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I I literally thought they killed him. I mean, they, 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 you pretty much thought that he got his throat slit, right? No, it hit him in the chest. It hit him in the chest? Yeah. Okay, well, regardless of which, you thought he died. Yeah. And I was, like, bummed. I was like, they fucking killed Mike, <laughs> my favorite character of the movie. Um, I did have a problem with the ending, though. Hmm. So the very, very ending, you have uh, the Chucky doll gets destroyed, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the very last scene of the movie is another Chucky doll. Its eyes light go up red. Light yeah. up red or whatever. Mm-hmm. So from, from what we're supposed to understand, the guy that originally made the Chucky doll mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning... He was working on a very one doll. One doll, yeah. He put the one singular chip into that Chucky. Mm-hmm. That Chucky has been destroyed. How is another one now infected? I wonder if it's uh, like a virus type thing now. It didn't seem like. I mean, maybe because he was able to. He, he was, was able to take fact, control okay. of everything at the end I'll of the, the 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 drones, You're the right. bears, like the Chucky two or the Buddy two rather. Okay. You know, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. You know I, didn't, I, mean? I didn't think about that, but I think you're absolutely right, actually. Yeah. They also, though, they, they really go out on a limb and assume that every single business has all of their power hooked up to the internet. Because, I don't know about you, I've worked at some places. <clears throat> I work at a place now, and I've worked at a lot of toy stores. I've worked at Toys R Us. Um, all of those lights, they're on breakers. Yeah. Nothing is connected to the internet, so you would not just be able to turn the lights off in an entire toy store. I think that I think so there's a lot a, of liberties that were taken. Well, I think that's <laughs> another I think it's another bit of satire because it's where we're headed. Like look at like look at our buddy our buddy PJ, his whole house is wired up to some fucking the the nest or whatever it is, you know? Like he walks in his house and he can say, "Hey, turn on the lights." And the I mean, the lights cool, turn though. on. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> until you get this little motherfucker who can control everything and end up having you murdered by your own blender. True. I think it was I think it was satire because it's it's the way we're going. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I get that. I'm, just, I'm nitpicking. Just I'm like, nitpicking. Just like it was sat- that. satirical that like yes, it's it, obviously kids spend too much time on their screens these days. But there was the the scene where Shane was taking his uh, his Christmas lights off of his house. We didn't even talk about Shane. He falls and he breaks his legs, which was gruesome. And then he's yelling to his two daughters before his legs give out and he falls over. But they're both sitting there on their iPads, just like completely dark room with their iPads lighting up their faces like little zombies with their headphones in. Like it's, I think you're that right. this, no, I think this whole movie was kind of steeped in satire. I think that you're, uh, I um, think, yeah, I think that you're right. I, I, I will concede to that point. I think that you are 100 percent right in that. I still don't like the package that they used for that, though. No. I feel like they could have used the idea of, of a satirical commentary of where we're headed yeah. in a much better way. I I just really, being that this movie is called Child's if, Play... Uh, that's what I was just going to say. If this movie was not a Child's Play movie and it didn't have Chucky, but it had some little being who became self-aware 
uh, because its AI was fucked with, do you think you would like it more if it wasn't Chucky? I'd like it more if they took the exact same concept and turned it into a reboot of... Um, Short Circuit. Short Circuit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, yes. <laughs> but seriously, though, take Chucky um, out of the equation, yeah. and it's just a movie about AI going crazy. Like, this but exact the, movie, except for sure. it's a different toy other would've than been, Chucky. Would have been great. So it's but, just the fact that it's Chucky that you're caught but up on. At the bare, but the bare bones of this movie is that it's a Chucky movie. It is called Child's Play. So based on those merits alone, it's like, you can have a great idea, but it wasn't, to me... Did its execution just didn't work? It's it's only because you're comparing it to what you already know. No, well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but if there was no if there was no child's play 1989 this, to 19 or to but 2002, whole, you wouldn't. But the whole point of this movie existing is brand recognition. Yeah. So I'm not. It's not wrong for me to compare them because that's the entire point of it. If I wasn't supposed to compare it, they wouldn't have called it child's play, and it wouldn't have been Chucky. Yeah. So if it was, so yeah so basically what I was saying if it wasn't Chucky you'd be totally fine with it um sort of it doesn't change my feelings of the fact that I hated the way Chucky acted hmm. I hated I just I never got into his character I hated hmm. the way that he came across I hated the way that he talked I hated the way that he learned I hated they were all cool concepts I just don't think they were executed well you know so it isn't just the fact that it's Chucky you you know make make Chucky a a, a, a little green leprechaun toy I would have hated it just as much you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like. Not Leprechaun in the horror movie, like like literally just a <laughs> do, 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 kind of guy. Like, I don't know, is that weird? Is that bad to say? I don't know. No. That, <laughs> my point is, it could have been literally. Are you going to offend a mythical being? <laughs> I don't know, it, man. It could have been a. It could have been a toy tiger, animatronic tiger. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been anything. I I, I would have thought that that the 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 way that they handled the character was hmm. dumb. Okay. I just didn't like it. It, right. just, it just didn't do anything for me. That's fair, man. And I wanted to like it because actually. Um, after we had talked a whole bunch of shit about the trailers and all that, mm -hmm. it started getting rave reviews. Like people love this movie. I'm actually, yeah. I think part of the minority. Yeah. Um, people love this movie and I go, well, maybe, maybe we're wrong, you know? So I actually went into it with a clean slate basically because I was, I was at the bottom, the reviews were at the top. So I figured halfway through you're in the middle. Mm -hmm. So that's how I went into it. And, um, yeah, I just, I just didn't do it for me. To be fair, I, I don't. To be fair, I don't, I don't think there's. I don't think that there's <laughs> such such a thing as a clean slate when you're going into it, knowing what you already know about the the child's well, play franchise. That's, that's fair, but unfortunately, as clean slate as I could have been. How about that? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's I, it though. I think that's it, man. We've I made, uh, we've made it through. I think, uh, I think one, this two, is one three. of those. This is one of those <laughs> rare occasions where you and I disagree about a movie. Yeah, I actually liked it quite you, a bit. You want to buy it off me? Yeah, I'll sell it to you digitally. For, I'll I'll buy it from you for eight dollars, half the price. <laughs> Ten. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's uh, that's eight Chucky movies. Yeah. That we have successfully made it through. It only took like eighteen weeks, but that's okay. Hey, Amen. We're done. We are done. We All are right. Done. Well, hey, if you want to find us on social media. <clears throat> You can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on all streaming platforms. Clearly, you've already found us, so please tell a friend. And also, make sure you jump on to audibletrial.com slash The Buzzed Kill Podcast to scoop up your free 30-day membership and also a free book from Audible. That's audible.com slash The Buzzed Kill Podcast. 
podcast. Do it. All right. If you want to find J Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Yes, yes, y'all. Yeah. Hey, do we have anything planned for um, next week? So or I actually did have a whole bunch of ideas, but I did not put them into the wheel of pizza death. This Chucky doll keeps coming out of my periffs and it's creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really creeping me out. Um, I didn't put them into the pizza wheel. Okay. So, um, you want to just pick one? No. Okay. Tell you what we'll do. We're going to post this on a Sunday. Uh-huh. By that Monday night, the two of us will get together, or the three of us if you're free, we'll get together and we'll post a little video of us spinning the wheel of pizza death. So you can actually visually see how annoying oh, this God. is. <laughs> and we'll post that to our Instagram. So I'm compelled so stick... to make a real wheel then because it's just terrible. <laughs> so stick to our Instagram. You'll find out on Monday what the next uh, what the next thing is. All right, sounds good. Well, go. cheers, boys. Jay, take that. <laughs> oh yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. I, I was hey. gonna cheers that with you. Cheers this. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was gonna use this. Just hold the same bottle with you. And just cheers, the, cheers, cheers, cheers with Mike. Let's just keep that in. It's good stuff. <laughs> Try to have a good night, everybody.